Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy. K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to you exclusively on KISS FM by J. Michael. Fashion for everyone. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, good morning, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Yeah, how are you? Fantastic. Big headlines this morning. Yeah. All right. Cayman Brack. An arrest was made um, yesterday afternoon after a man decided to shoot inside of uh, an apartment in a house, basically. Hitting a headbed, we're told. Um, The woman was so, the homeowners were so traumatized by the situation. They had to be taken to the hospital and they were under police watch. Well, it didn't take very long for the authorities to arrest um, this young man. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's shocking, but his name is, hold on one quick second, let me get it here for you. His name is John Baden, 37 years old, was arrested yesterday afternoon. Wow. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. The um, streets are saying that basically he thought that the residents of that house were informing the police on him. Ah, well, maybe someone needed to. Sounds like a stand-up fella. Yeah, sounds mm. like he might, uh, might be a criminal. <laughs> so yeah. We'll see. We'll definitely keep you guys updated because it's a very, very interesting situation in Cayman Park. Wasn't there like some shootout too recently? Um, like a Shen Row on Monday? Like right, oh, yeah. Hit by yes, not, yeah, I was thinking Cayman Brack. Not not in Cayman Brack, obviously. Not in yeah. Cayman Brack, no here in Cayman. I mean, yeah, there's some shots fired. Yes. Yeah, lots of firearm offenses um obviously going on. Did you we didn't so, do, we didn't talk about the uh like the 70 kilos of cocaine that washed up on the shore. Oh, did we not mention that? No. One? You hear about that? Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. Um Mostly the, in Yeah. Yeah, the police have said that it's a problem across all three islands. Um there was over 65 kilograms of suspected cocaine washing up. Um little Cayman came back. Nobody was spared. They actually um said that this is a growing concern. It's been happening over the last couple of weeks and 6%, um, sorry, there've been six recent reports of persons finding said packages of suspected cocaine on our shorelines in all three islands. Uh, single packages um, to 22nd or 25th of May in Little Cayman. And then we had June the 5th in Cayman Brack and Monday, June the 12th, 18 packages weighing about one kilogram each were discovered in Baden wow. Wow. How many of those findings didn't go reported? I was thinking the same thing. And they said in that same day that they found the Baden Town packages, they also found 25 similar packages in Little Cayman as well. Yeah. So I just don't get why they're like, ignorance is. The journey. I'm guessing that. Yeah, I'm guessing like these canoes get found out or get chased and and then they ditch it. Yeah. They they try to come off board too early, but yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so um, congratulations to the Special Olympics team. They have returned um, from that competition. We don't have a medal count yet, but hopefully we can post something up on the website a little bit later on this afternoon. But we wanted to, um, you know, say congrats to them. Well done. Awesome. The Dream Team uh, wins the Under 16 Girls Basketball Championship. So congratulations to these young ladies as well. Well done. The dream team, they say, got off to a blazing start, um, applying some pressure, and it apparently paid off uh, because they won and, um, you know, pulled ahead by 10 points and would not give up that lead. 
So um, yeah, they won the uh, nice. the lead the league scorer Jessica Watler. Uh, apparently, is responsible for some twenty seven points. So good for her. Sweet. And congratulations to the entire team who won forty nine thirty seven. Excellent. Yes, well we like to see young people doing positive things. Mm-hmm. All right, so those are your news headlines for this beautiful Wednesday morning. Great. Thanks, Sandy. We'll catch you tomorrow for the Thursday headlines. Have a good day, okay? Sounds fantastic. Have a good one. All right, our segment with CMAR brought to you by G. Michael. All right, folks. Happy Humpty Wednesday. I'm trying to not get this thing clicking all the time. You guys are good? Everybody's good? We got so much to talk about this morning. OMG. All right, let me get the links while we um, wait for 7.35 when we will go live on radio. So just give me one quick second here. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder. The cold, hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Community Radio. We are still spilling the tea. And committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to set the record I've come to shine the light on you Let me introduce myself I am the cold heart Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman Live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is Good morning, good morning, good morning, beautiful folks. Happy Hump Day Wednesday. How is everyone doing? Hope you guys are doing well. Got my little virtual flag. Let me show you guys what we got going on here. Look at that. Representing. Nice. Uh, good morning. 
we have joining us lots of people. So let's just say a quick good morning to some folks. Marshall is here. Diamond Princess is also joining us. Miss Iva, how are you? Damaris from New York. Miss Wee Wee is here. Ervalyn from the Savannah area. Miss Vernita from Georgetown. We've got Nathan. Good morning to you. Hope you're doing well. Nathina is here. Yes, so good to see you. Uh, Miss Olive, thank you so much. Olivia, how are you? Jazino, did I say that name right? Jazino Salmon, good morning to you. Carmelie is here. Um, she says, happy Wednesday, Cayman. We have Miss Jan Smith joining us. Good morning, Miss Jan. Stephen joining us from the UK. Beautiful Louisa is also joining us. Bishop Blair, what's your location this morning? I know you're always traveling, having a good time, living your best, um, is it semi-retired or completely retired life? Miss Nadine in the comments section. Good morning to Miss Nadine as well. Uh, Curtis, hello, Curtis, all the way from Miami. Woohoo! he's in the big city today, boy. Good morning to Miss Alba. She says, buenos dias, Sandy, como estas? Estoy muy bien. And we've got Miss Morna also joining us. Decided to switch things up a little bit today and do our little Cayman flag. Hopefully it's not too crazy because I don't have a, a full green screen to make it look a lot better. But we'll, we'll, we'll flex with it for a minute. Nothing like that beautiful Cayman flag, let me tell you. But we got lots to talk about this morning, so let's go ahead and kick it off. As you guys know, just in case you've been missing it, um, I am technically on vacation and so what that means is we are um, having a shorter show these days. We'll go straight up until 9.30, and then I'm out of here to go and enjoy the rest of my day. Uh, Bishop Hero Blair says he just celebrated his 55th wedding anniversary in Canada. So it sounds like he's still there in Canada having a good time. Absolutely beautiful, and congrats again. 55, trust me, that's a, that's a lifetime, and then some really. <laughs> so congratulations. Um, all right. So before we get to our main topic today, which we want to talk about uh, caregivers, we've been trying to get to that topic from Monday. And I think it's really an important topic to at least give some attention to. Um, we need to discuss the uh, incident yesterday in Cayman Brack. I mean, this is just shocking and so incredibly um, disheartening as well, right? So during the show yesterday morning, I was getting some information, but because I didn't really have a whole lot and it was still flowing in, I really wanted to hold off on saying anything and definitely on publishing anything, right? So we were getting reports quite early on yesterday morning that there was some sort of a, a shooting incident in Cayman Brack that a house was shot at. And again, this is, is super, super concerning. I mean, what on earth is happening to our little super peaceful, you know, we still think of Cayman Brack and Little Cayman as the islands at time forgot, Grand Cayman, not so much so. Um, but, you know, we, I was shocked when I heard it. I thought this is gonna be some kind of mistake. This can't really be that somebody did this. Well, lo and behold, um, as the day continued to unfold, we received confirmation that it was true and not only that it was true, but it was actually deliberate. And this, folks, is really quite um, shocking and disgusting. So this is what we know. Um, around 6.30 yesterday morning, let me just pull up the story here. 
Uh, there was a individual, his name is, hold on one second, John, is it John Biden? He decided um, to take a firearm and shoot into someone's house. You know, I, I really, really hope that the DPP's office and the police are going to be charging him with attempted murder because there should be no other charge laid against this man. 37 years old. Um, he was arrested late yesterday afternoon, probably around four o'clock going into the five o'clock hour. The authorities were at his house arresting him um, for allegedly being involved in the shooting at the residence uh, in the vicinity of Watering Place, Cayman Brack. So around 6.50 a.m., officers responded to a report of a potential firearm incident at a residence in the vicinity of Watering Place, Cayman Brack. It was reported that the occupant of the residence heard a loud bang, followed by one of the windows of the residence breaking. Now, our sources said um, that the shot was fired through the window, hit a bedhead. Now, you can imagine at 6.50 a.m., uh, somebody is probably still lying down in bed. So, you know, this is just crazy. But um, someone could have still very much been lying down in bed. And um, this probably was in, in mere inches of their head. Uh, needless to say, um, they were, you know, shocked and traumatized all at the same time. And so the individual actually had to go to the hospital because their blood pressure skyrocketed, which you can certainly understand how that would happen. Um, you know, never, never in their lifetime, I think, did we really think that something like this would be happening on any of our islands, much less Cayman Brack. So, so I don't, I don't know. Just really, really disappointing. So anyway, um, the story continues that um, the shot was the intentionally fired into the house, as the accused man has been telling others, um, and and uh, that an occupant of the house had informed on him. So in other words, they would tell the police, I guess, about his, uh, I don't know exactly what activity he's in, but presumably drug activity. So um, the police went to the scene. They observed a projectile inside of the residence, which is suspected to have been fired into the window. The projectile is not a conventional firearm bullet, casing or marine flare. And um, they said that they recovered it to be forensically processed as investigations continued. Thankfully, no one was injured. And uh, like I said, the person was taken to the hospital and was under police watch. I think what this means about the firearm is that it might have been some sort of a modified firearm. So what does that mean exactly? Maybe um, this young man figured out how to make a homemade gun of some sort. Regardless of whether it's a homemade firearm or one that he you know, bought from somewhere or whatever, um, I think the charges should remain the same and he should be looking at attempted murder charges. You don't randomly fire into anybody's house with any sort of firearm like device and um, not, you know, not think that the outcome of that is actually going to be a potential, um, you know, if that had hit someone, that would have been a potential um, deadly situation. So he's been arrested. Um, I don't know much about John Bodden. We're gonna show you his picture here in a second. Um, I don't really know who this young man is. What we have ascertained is his mom is from Cayman Brack and his father apparently is an American. The father, I understand, um, recently 
died uh, within the last year or so. And he seems to be on the wrong path. Now, some people are a bit surprised at the trajectory that this young man's life has taken because they said, um, you know, that he is a, he comes from a quote unquote good family. Now, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can come from any, you can come from the royal family, as y'all can see, and be accused of child molestation. So I don't know what a good family means anymore, um, folks. You know, um, I guess his parents would have been hardworking individuals. Unfortunately, that doesn't always rub off on uh, people's children. And, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. Now, I don't know what he's been up to in the brack. Has he had a stable job? Has he been, you know, what's he been doing? I don't really know um, any of that, to be honest. But it looks like he is at least involved in some degree of criminal activity. And um, if the neighbors were complaining about him, this is why he decided to, to shoot into their home. Now, the most crazy thing about this situation is that the connection to, um, and this is really where sometimes things hit so close to home, the connection to that resident is um, it's directly connected to our deputy premier. I'm understanding this is like her childhood home where she grew up. So you can imagine, I mean, I don't know if when she goes to Kim and Brack, if she would ever stay there, I guess she has her own house, but you can imagine if she ever did stay there, our deputy premier could have been in harm's way. Listen, everybody's life counts and there's nobody's life who's, you know, in my opinion, more important than, than whoever your loved ones are, right? So it doesn't matter if your loved ones are not royalty or whatever. Um, their lives matter, but this is even more shocking because this is at the very top of, um, of our, our government, if you will. Now, I had someone share a comment yesterday, which I thought was very, very interesting. And they essentially said um, that, you know, oh, well, um, th this was solved so quickly. Uh, is it just because it's the deputy premier's family? And I thought, mm, I would like to think that anybody who, I'm going to show you some pictures of this young man. I would like to think that anybody who um, had their house shot at or shot into in Kim and Brack or any of the islands, that it would be a matter of extreme urgency for the authorities, regardless of who the individuals are. So I don't know that the police did anything special. I think that, you know, it turns out that this case was relatively easy to solve. In fact, even before the arrest was made, there were people in the Brack who knew exactly who the culprit was. And I'm assuming that that got to the police um, uh, very, very quickly. So, um, you know, they, they pointed out that there's several unsolved incidents in the BRAC, including uh, the, the uh, hit and run of Mr. Mitchie. I think that that's such an unfortunate situation. And I still hope that people will come, will be brought to justice for that. Of course, everybody in Cayman BRAC also kind of knows who did that, right? It's just that the police can't prove it. And so they've been unsuccessful and making an arrest that has actually stuck because they've made a couple arrests, but there have been no charges laid against any of those individuals. Uh, and once again, this is where the good people of Kim and Brack need to step forward. Do not allow these criminals to take control of your little island. You've got to step forward, step up and um, try to make a difference. 
And, you know, in the case of, of Mitchie's um, murder, because that's exactly what it is, murder by vehicular, um, vehicular homicide, they call it in some countries. In the case of that situation, it's uh, very, very unfortunate um, that, you know, there are rumors afoot that the mother of at least one of the people involved in the car um, incident, allegedly in the vehicle, would have helped them wash off the car and try to destroy police evidence. They, listen, Kima Brack is only so big, right? And if I can not even live in the Brack and hear that sort of detailed information, I think that some people need to, need to really, really step forward. So good morning to uh, Mr. Jesus. Melanie's here. Everton is in the house. Uh, Leroy says upgrade a flare gun. Um, and again, the police haven't said what sort of modified situation it was. Um, I'm sure we'll hear as the details continue. Good morning to Lanny. Uh, Brian, good morning to you. Hope you're doing well. Everton says maybe it's a ghost gun. That's what they're doing now. Can't be traced that easily. You buy the parts over the internet. Hmm. Not so sure he probably went to all that trouble, Everton, but who knows? Um, we'll have to see. All right. Okay, um, so uh, good morning. We've got listeners far and near. 9362626 is the telephone number. Um, someone says, I hope he's not from old grand as they often refer to. It's just showing us what, what's to come. Yeah, they kind of good, been hiding a lot in the brack, like how they're hiding the story about the two-year-old baby. What a mess. Um, so it's just, um, yeah, it's, it's shocking. Uh, some of the stuff that we're hearing going, going on in the back. And of course, people continue to say that, listen, this, this is, uh, we've been talking about the drug problem in the back for a minute. Um, finally, the RCIPS decided to have a, um, a, a community meeting. And this was like some two years later because <laughs> the original one was canceled and then they never bothered to have it until we started to call for, mm, yeah, whatever happened to um, that community meeting? And so, um, you know, here we are still um, wondering what else is being done other than just a community meeting. I think that, um, you know, it's just, um, it's just shocking. But with drugs come other things. And so a lot of people seem to be very dismissive of the flow of drugs to and through our islands. And this is precisely um, why you cannot be dismissive because at the end of the day, this is the sort of thing um, that, that happens. So you've got you know, drugs in circulation within the sister islands and definitely here. As we were mentioning um, a bit earlier, some 65 kilos have turned up across the three islands in just the last few weeks, which when you think about it, is quite a bit of drugs. So the police have said that, um, let me just see here, over 68 kilos of suspected cocaine have washed ashore all three islands. So we're talking about six recent reports of persons finding packages containing suspected cocaine on the shoreline. And that includes um, the 22nd and 25th of May in Little Cayman, the 5th of June in Cayman Brack, the 12th of June, 18 packages weighing approximately one kilo each discovered in Bodentown, 
And then on the same day, an additional 25 packages were discovered um, on Little Cayman as well. So, and then Wednesday, June the 21st, a further 22 packages weighing approximately 22 kilograms were found in the shores uh, in Cayman Brack. So, of course, the logical question is, thank God that the people who at least found those decided to uh, contact the authorities. But what else is washing up ashore on all three islands that doesn't get reported, that ends up back on the streets and, um, of course, you know, continues to wreak havoc across our three islands? So one of the um, concerns, folks, that Cayman Brack has in particular is that the drug, the flow of drugs on the Brack seems to be free flowing and there is little to nothing being done about it, according to Brack residents. They are constantly um, complaining that, um, you know, there are particular places that are known as drug harboring locations. They hang out by some graveyard somewhere in Cayman Brack. Um, and everybody seems to know like that's the spot at night to go and get your fix. Um, and, you know, it, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy how much of it is flowing around the Brack. So um, how do we address this? I mean, we've talked about this before. We've talked about the need for obviously um, people to come forward and not just that, but the BRAC clearly needs more police presence. So how many police officers are currently in Cayman BRAC? Um, I'm going to say not enough, to be quite frank and honest. And so if we need to send the, what's a special squad, the arm unit there, you know what, send them there. I don't really care at this point in time what the optics looks like. I say send them there and um, make a very, make, it a, make your presence extremely known. So make sure that you're walking up down in the community. You're on your bicycles. Um, you guys have an idea. You should have an idea of exactly who is trafficking in drugs. Hang out at, their, at the front of their gate. You know, watch their every movement. Folks, there has to be a very, very strict um, response to this sort of thing because we see exactly now where this is going on the back, right? Here's a man who apparently is trying to silence what he says is an informer. And there are other people in the BRAC who've made threats about doing the same thing to informers. The police response to this should not be just to arrest John Bodden. It should be to put some boots on the ground in Cayman BRAC and to ensure that every single corner of Cayman BRAC has armed units um, that are walking up and down. You'll need to get the BRAC cleaned up. And the BRAC is such a small community. The five or six people that are trading in drugs in the BRAC and wreaking havoc in the entire community, y'all need to get them under control. And if it means somebody says, yes, patrol, 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 yes, get out there, right? Don't be sitting up in the police station in Cayman Brack, the one officer that's in the BRAC falling asleep, and you don't even know what's going on in the community, right? And I don't care who, I don't care who these officers are that you send to the BRAC, um, go to the residents and the known drug areas um, there's one down by, um, what is that one beach in dock area? What's it called again? Anyway, you guys know exactly where it is on the Brack. Go there and just hang out there um, during the night. Uh, there's several known people in the Brack who are both users, informers, and dealers. So they inform on other people who they claim are informing the police. And so I say that uh, you need to make sure 
that you follow them up and down as well. You know, they're choosing to use that's on them and they don't want to go into rehab. They don't want to get help. But I would say um, that you need to make their life a living hell by basically ghosting. Ghosting isn't the right word. What's the word that I'm looking for? But basically putting a trail on them where you follow them up all day and night if you need to. So when they're not sleeping and they're walking up and down the streets and they're begging people for money and trying to get drugs, you should be right there with them. Say, hey, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Good morning, Miss Yasmin. Miss Dean, so good to see you. Jesus says, uh, that guy is crazy. Um, Cheryl, good morning to you. Miss Dorothy is here with us as well. Good morning to Miss Beulah. Leroy says that we need Scotland Yard here in Grand and get sent some of our what was police over there. Um, I don't even know that we need that. I mean, I don't know what Scotland Yard is going to be doing or deploying that our own police officers should not be able to do. Um, I don't think Scotland Yard is, is what they used to be in any event. But, um, you know, we, we have to be able to handle our own business. We can't expect uh, every time that we are having drugs coming into this country, which is a norm for the Cayman Islands, that, um, you know, there's not something that we can do ourselves. You know, it's not for other people to solve our problems. It's for us to step up to the plate and do something about it ourselves. So I think we have the so-called expertise and knowledge on the force. It's just that their tactics don't seem to really be working. And they have, for the most part, ignored the issues that are happening in Cayman Brac and even to a smaller extent on Little Cayman. So much so that criminals and drug users and drug addicts are running from Grand Cayman to Cayman Brac because they have easier access to drugs and they cannot have it any easier there. And it's so easy that, you know, what you have happening is, um, there's no one speaking to them about, there's no one doing anything. So some of Cayman's biggest drug addicts have, have recently moved back to the BRAC because getting uh, drugs there is easier, getting their fix there is easier. They have no interference from the police and the authorities, nothing, it's just free reign. And so, you know, it's just absolutely crazy that um, we seem to know that information here in Grand Cayman, but yet the authorities don't know it, come on. Irvlin is asking about the notification. I did send it out, Irvlin. Let me just double check something. Um, as you guys know, we have more than one um, group, but yes, it went out to the groups that you should be in. Yep, went out to everybody. Um, so not sure why you wouldn't have got it, but you should have it. Marshall says that Cayman Brack is too small for crime to get out of hand. The police need to step in and get it under control now. And I would love to hear, I mean, I don't know what the new police designate, um, Mr. Kurt Walton. Is it Kurt, is it Kurt Walton? Is that his name? I get the new, hold on. That's his name, right? By the way, is he, is he a Bracker um, with a name like that? Is his, his people from Cayman Rock? Mm, let me see. Tell me, tell me who he, who he fell, because I would think um, with a name like that, he probably is. And so he should be very, very concerned about what's happening, Kim Brack. And I would love to hear um, from him uh, as a new, you know, designate um, chief uh, uh, com commissioner, commissioner of police designate, 
what his plans are to address crime on the sister islands. He's got to change things up. Like, listen, Commissioner Designate uh, Kurt Walton, with all due respect, you know, we um, thank Mr. Um, Derek uh, for his services, but he's on his way out. He's leaving later this year. We expect that in certain respects, it's not going to be business as usual. If certain things are not working for the RCIPS, a fresh approach is needed. Uh, the communities here, the community has already said in, in the BRAC that they are willing to work with you guys as much as they can. Listen, there's nothing that happens in the BRAC that we can't find out. People talk, right? And so, you know, this fresh approach has to include something a little bit different. It can't be business as usual because obviously business as usual simply isn't working. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hey, Sandra. Morning. How are you? Good, good. Um, as we all know, there's a thing called good cop, bad cop. Mm -hmm. And we do have good cops, bad cops here. Mm -hmm. And if there's any type of corruption, illegal activity within the department, well, there's not necessarily going to be any uh, rectification of the problems we're facing mm -hmm. with the drugs, the guns coming into the islands, the crime, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say if, quote, if there is this illegal activity, then um, I think the RCIPS needs a really good at going over investigation and seeing if there's anything from the inside happening that's um, spewing on to the street. Mm -hmm. I, ju I just find it um, hard to believe a beautiful island like Grand Cayman, mm -hmm. beautiful island like Cayman Brack, and a tiny, tiny island like Little Cayman can have this much crime going on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's not a whole lot getting solved. Or at least we don't hear about it. We'll hear about the story itself, but we don't really hear about um, what's been done. Mm -hmm. how it's been done, who's been arrested, the names put forth, the sentencing, so on and so forth. Yes. And um, I hate to say, eventually, someone has to be made an example. Mm-hmm. That everybody's getting a slap on the wrist, being put back on the street, and they're just doing the same old stuff over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I myself, this area is in Bodentown, that are um, supply drugs. Everybody on island pretty much knows that area of Bodentown. Mm -hmm. And then when you're driving through the island and you see these young, able-bodied men standing around all day long doing nothing, but in the same places pretty much day in and day out, you have to scratch your head and go, hmm, wonder what they're up to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But and these areas are public places. Yeah. But you don't see officers stopping by there and saying, "You guys need to move on." Right. Yep. So that's yeah. my two cents. I I just think you know you, we we don't see enough police presence out in the streets now. Yes. I have no idea where they are, what they're doing. But you can't sit inside an air-conditioned car. You can't sit inside an air-conditioned building. Mm -hmm. You can't sit inside an air-conditioned restaurant and expect 
things to change. They need to be out on the street. They took a note. They need to be out there for the people mm -hmm. and do something about what is happening to our beautiful island. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Carl. I really appreciate it. You bet. All right, folks, 936-2626 is the telephone number. What's your take on this? Um, what are you guys feeling about the crime situation overall, but specifically um, on our sister islands and Cayman Brack in particular? Do you feel like enough is being done? So good morning to Miss Sue. Good morning to Miss Barbara. Leroy says, very true caller. Miss Charlene, good morning to you. She says, thank you, caller. Um, you're absolutely correct. Uh, we have a few comments here. Tracy says, uh, many police are related. If you pull over your relative, many get off a warning and see you at Sunday church. Well, I'm not so sure, um, Tracy, that that's the case because we don't really have that many uh, Caymanian officers on the force anymore. So I think that's a bit of misinformation, in fact, because the vast majority of our force would be um, Jamaican nationals and I don't know what percentage, but maybe we need to send the RCIPS and FOI on this one. But, you know, if they're keeping track by nationality, I think we can all just look at the force and probably say, I would say between 60 to 7% or 60 to 70% are probably Jamaicans. And then there's probably about 15 to 20% that are English officers. And then the rest would be a mix between Caymanians, Filipinos, and maybe one or two Spanish officers. I don't think we have a whole lot of those, but um so i don't i don't agree with that at all i don't think i think long gone are the days where you're going to pull over someone and they're going to be a family member that just that's just ridiculous that's like from 50 years ago so that isn't the issue um i think that the police the rcips have claimed that they are going to be more committed to um community patrolling and community policing and they've got to be serious about that. That can't just be, oh, we'll have a meeting once a year and say that we're committed to it. That actually means that you've, you've got to be there. You've got to have boots on the ground. You've got to have people on the ground. And that's the only way that you're going to even find out what's going on. You, you do patrols. You talk to people. You know, everybody has your WhatsApp number. If they want to send you an anonymous tip as something is going down, they should be able to do so and feel confident that that information isn't going to go anywhere. Uh, I think there is a degree of fraternizing that people are concerned about, even that situation on the black with the baby. We, we still don't know what happened to that child. Everybody feels like something isn't right uh, with how that child ended up, you know, down the Iron Shore, uh, how far away, a mile away or whatever from her house. Uh, something doesn't feel right about that situation. But when you hear Brackers talking about it, they were also talking about, you know, the head guy over in Cayman Brack um, of the police you know, having a very friendly relationship with the mother. And people have concerns about that. And there's a lot of gossip around the nature of that situation. Listen, people are going to gossip. And just because people gossip doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. But y'all know a lot of times, if it don't go so, it's not far from so, right? And so there is some reason why people feel like there's an overly friendly relationship between some officers and some individuals even on the BRAC, which should never be the case. Mm -hmm. You know, you shouldn't be, and now we're talking about boots on the ground, but there's a certain degree of professionalism that one must still maintain at all times. So Selvin says, permit me to say good morning and ask one question. What is happening with the only house explosion in Cayman? Is, it, is this a left the way, 
Is this not the way it is and swept under the rug? The rug is large enough to sweep anything under, cover up in the making. Well, we don't have any updates other than what we said last time, Salvin, which is I think they were trying to bring in some experts from the UK. I thought that it was a bit late in the day by the time that they announced that. So I don't know what the experts are going to say. What I do know is that debris is still in the road. Uh, homeowners in the area have no idea what's going on with the insurance company. I believe the insurance company is, uh, hold on one second now. Let me see here now. I believe the insurance company is Island Heritage. Um, and so they're basically saying that they have to wait until the um, police are done with their report. And so, you know, people are like, listen, it's hurricane season. Um, you know, there's debris all over the place. Heaven forbid we get a storm. All this debris becomes a projectile. And um, the red car that was, I guess, in close proximity to the house has now been moved and they have it up for sale on, on EK Trade. Y'all better double check that car. Um, so I, I don't know. You know, we, we saw correspondents from the insurance company saying that documents were added to the file and we now await completion and receipt of the official police report to confirm liability. So what if the police can't say anything in terms of liability? What are these insurance companies going to be doing? So that's a, that's a question, obviously, um, Salvin, that we'll continue to monitor. Tracy says, gosh, if you can't control the BRAC being so small, what hope is there for Grand Cayman? Well, this is, again, where you've got to take a very different approach to um, policing, including on the BRAC and Grand Cayman. Damien, good morning. Damien says, it's fun, sun, and rum for everyone since the last 40 years. Welcome to... Um, is that our paradise or tour paradise? Not sure what you meant to say there. Good morning to Miss Daisy. Um, and again, you know, couple, well, it's been over a month now. I was talking about the chef who, remember the Indian chef who disappeared? And then he ended up in, in Cayman Brack um, to get his drug fix. And y'all were like, oh, what difference does it make? You know, because um, I said, it's shocking to me that even the expats know where to go for the drugs. <laughs> you know, just go to the Brack. You know, he, he got out, walked off his job, basically, went to Cayman Brack and um, was there on a, on a drug bench. And you guys were questioning me about, well, what difference does that make? And I said, it says a lot when your expat community who are here and work permits know, and they're part of this very tight drug circle. Yeah. The names, the players are, it's not a gazillion people. Most people in Cayman are law-abiding people, are honest people, and they're not into this, but, you know, the few that are, the police know who they are. They know the road works people in Cayman Brack are part of the underground of transporting drugs from one location to the next on the sister islands, and apparently getting paid by the Cayman's government to deliver these drugs. That's what's being rumored. And I, it comes from, you know, in my opinion, um, very, very good sources on Cayman Brack. You can imagine government is paying people to be out there, the road crew to do work. And the road crew are actually the ones who are out there potentially, hypothetically alleged that they're the ones who are out there actually transporting the drugs on behalf of uh, some of these drug, drug lords. 
Like, seriously? And the Cayman Islands government, we the people are actually paying for that? Y'all have got to be crazy and a completely um, different level. If you understand the implications of exactly what it is that I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. And once again, you know, we've had elected officials on Cayman Brack who've done nothing about the growing concerns of crime in that jurisdiction since they've been in office for 20 plus years. I don't hear them saying a thing about crime, about the drug problems, the, the, nothing. They've not spoken about it at all. It doesn't appear to be a concern. Now, heaven forbid I mentioned the churches because uh, we don't want anybody calling in this morning talking about they need to defend churches. But all those individuals talk about and all they do is attend church and talk about the churches. Once again, we have social ills, social issues, drug, drugs running rampant, and nothing's ever done about it. No one ever decides that they're going to talk about it. Ms. Sue says that, yes, very true. The police need to step it up before it's too late here and on the sister islands. Good morning, Garrett. Garrett said the last I heard, 60% of the RCAPS were Jamaican nationals. Uh, that was my guesstimate. So I wouldn't be surprised um, if those were the figures. Natasha, good morning. She says it seems to be um, so deliberate, the spike in crime. Where are the officers? We have enough officers, but you're pressed to see them patrolling or taking preventative measures. Mm -mm -mm. My dear Natasha, I could not agree with you more. Gabby says most of them are just there to collect a check. No real passion for the community. And those are the ones that need to be gone. You need to weed those officers out. Um, Tracy says in the back, they all know each other. And how is such a small island? They don't know who the bad apples are. Well, everybody seems to know who the bad apples are, but the police, I guess. And they're not doing anything about it. Good morning to Alice. Uh, don't forget the phone lines open 936-2626. Tyroon says, I need to hire native Caymanians to police our islands because if... Uh, they're not from here. They don't care about our islands. Uh, they're just for, just here for a very good paycheck. Charlene says we need to resume uh, to more RCAPS officers being Caymanians, not paper or status holders back in the day when our force was primarily locals, um, even back when cases were solved with limited numbers and resources Today, there's so much more and nothing or any positive resolution, hardly. It's very concerning. Well, let me say this because um, I don't want to not give the police credit because, listen, I look at the court list every single day. And when you see the number of people that are in court, some for very, very serious offenses, I wouldn't say that the police are not successful. I think it's a combination of things, right? So they can only bring people so far, and then it's up to the DPP's office to try to actually win the case when it comes to court. Um, I think sometimes they fall flat on their faces as well. So it's a combination of more than one agency that's responsible for um, you know, this egregious behavior. And their failings have been you know, really noted. I had someone over the weekend, um, I think that might've actually been Monday, reaching out to me about how the police, no, that was Sunday, how the police mishandled an assault case. And they have all the photos of how the person was assaulted, but yet it went to court and the person managed to get off. And I said, well, you know, it seems to have been something amiss in the investigation because um, the VPP's office replied to them and said, well, we didn't have these photos. 
and you can't just supply these photos, you know, after the charges have been laid. And it, it's like, it was like too late in the process. And I thought, how do you have these photos? And that does not become part of your police statement. Like there's so many things that I had questions about in that particular situation. And that would not be a unique case. Sometimes the police are really doing a poor job of um, police investigation, of getting witness statements and so on. You know, and then other cases, they want to try to make it look like it's a criminal, uh, a capital offense when it really isn't. So there are a lot of times that I do question what the police do, but I also want to give them some credit because, like I said, the court list proves that they're doing their job, at least to a certain extent. Some of them can't really read and write all that well. I've seen them produce witness statements that I would be ashamed to say actually came from an adult officer. And I have said to the RCIPS, listen, there are things that you can do in terms of technology to improve upon um, these reports, right? You should not have a police statement or police report going to the DPP's office with all these typographical errors, grammatical errors. You know, it's like fifth grade writing, writing by phonics. And, you know, the last couple of times I've had dealings with the police where I may have had to provide a statement, I just type up my, my statement myself and I just hand it, here you go. It's on a jump drive. Let me email it to you or whatever. Because I can't be bothered trying to spell simple words for them. They're like, oh, how do you spell that? I'm like, really? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, let's take this call. Good morning, caller. Let me just double check the settings here. Um, one second. I think we got to change this so people can hear you. Uh, right. Try now. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yes. Can, can I, let me just double check. You're coming in a little bit low on my end, but can anybody confirm if they can hear that caller for me, please? Can everybody in Facebook hear her? And then can people on radio hear her? Go ahead and speak for me, caller. So they can't hear you. Let me, hold on one second. Let me just see where they're listening. Um, so if, if people can just confirm where they're listening uh, and if they can hear you or not, then let me just try to make some adjustments to settings. So they're listening on radio and can't hear you. All right, caller, give me one second here. Let me make a few adjustments. Um, I'm going to adjust this to, all right, caller, speak again for me. Oh, hello. Yep. Any, um, let me see. Hold on one second. Wait, I need you guys to tell me. So um, somebody said they're listening. They're on their way to work and breakers. No, I meant, were you listening on radio, <laughs> which I'm assuming you are. Um, so very, very low on YouTube. They're saying on radio. Uh, caller, just speak again for me. Hello. Yes. Um, okay. Can anybody on radio now hear her? Just confirm for me. Yes, they said they can hear you now. All right. Okay, okay. So I was saying you just hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. I remember working with police officers and getting joint cases and they, from those days back, don't know how to put a statement together. They would actually dodge from, you know, being a part of that arrest or whatever, so that they wouldn't have to do all of the heavy work. 
like statement and evidence collections and stuff. So that is still continuing. Hmm. And like what you say, I mean, it's, that last it's sounds like to pure, see pure laziness. Stuff. Well, the thing is about it, I don't think that they're being vetted properly to say, because what I'm thinking, what, what we need is a police college. I think we need a police college where all of these things are, are picked up. I'm sure do mm -hmm. some training a statement and mm -hmm. they but they need to have at least the basic math english uh geography or whatever mm -hmm. the, it is because it makes it look bad on the police that yeah. they can't win but more why cases. are we um caller let me let me ask you a question then why are we hiring especially foreign police officers who can't read and write <laughs> i mean excuse me but if Again, we need a police it, college um, a police college should be the, the benefit pool. for the benefit of Caymanians. Like I, I wouldn't expect to hire anybody who don't have the basics, who can't read and write. Yeah, but but remember now, Sandy, these are people. I, I mean, again, I keep going back. We need to get our young people interested from a very young age to do um, police work. To see that is an honor and mm -hmm. a privilege to serve as an officer. Then you're going to start to groom them. You're going to make sure they get the proper you know, credentials and so forth. But what's happening? We don't have a pool. We don't have a mm -hmm. big pool of, of people to select from. So every time they can hire in Jean and Mary, mm -hmm. they will come and they'll go into the force. And then they'll get there because they're needed. They're needed, mm -hmm. but they're not, they're not producing what, uh, um, you know, the standard or the level of, of education. That they need to be officers. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you got plumbers that are police officers there. You got different, not 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 hitting or anything on those people because a lot of them, mm -hmm. um, you know, probably. But that I think is the biggest problem. We don't have enough applying to begin with, and then because the pool is so small, they just grabbing up anything that comes. Mm -hmm. I not hear of a person that has applied for police yet mm -hmm. uh, in these last years that has been denied. You know, so that's that's how I think. And I hope and pray that Mr. Walton or those up there will come into your show, Sandy, mm -hmm. and just give us an idea what their plans are. I know he have to be have something by now because I'm sure he was being grown for years now to take this position. Mm -hmm. So we need to know what is plan for the future of yes. our country. Because this and, is and, this is this is getting out of hand. And Connor, out of hand. One, of the, one of the recommendations I would make to him because they they have a very specific way of doing their press conferences lately, in case you guys haven't noticed. They get all media together, they do an hour-long press conference in their little policing room, right? Um, their level of engagement, in my opinion, leaves a lot to be desired. And I hope that this is not one of the things that has rubbed off on him. Um, because I think that whoever is giving them that PR advice on how to engage with the public, even as the top brass, the leadership of this country, they need to reevaluate that. You know what I'm saying? So well, I'm they're hoping, they're, they're he, I'm hoping he doesn't have bad habits already because of taking exactly. advice from, from other people. Yes, exactly. So what, what we got to do, this is our force. This mm -hmm. is not their force. This is our police force. So we have to stand up and demand what we need and like you said, Cayman Brack, Little Cayman, even Cayman is so small. Mm -hmm. Sandy, tell me why we can't get better patrol. Tell me mm -hmm. why we can't, um, you know, clap down on this this drug problem. We we having a, a big issue. It may not sound like a lot, but when you think mm -hmm. about 68 kilos of 
of hard drugs coming in That's to our lot. island. We don't know. We don't know what went. We don't know. Could have mm -hmm. been guns. They might have of turned course. it. You know, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. So what? And, and, and let's be very clear, the, right? These guys don't bring in drugs normally without weapons. And so, exactly. you know, that, that is something exactly. that we need to be very, very clear about. Um, they're bringing in weapons, exactly. they're smuggling criminals in. You know, it's all part of the criminal um, enterprise. Exactly. So what, what we got to do? Get, get, get him out. I hope he's listening or somebody will tell him and his, mm -hmm. you know, deputies or whatever to come on CMR. We're not listening to other, any other show. I don't listen to any other show, to be honest with you. I'll just speak the truth. Mm -hmm. Um. So if if I feel this way, I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah. I mean the numbers. I mean show, go. Yes. The I mean, numbers go, show there. Yeah. I mean go everywhere, but I mean definitely this should be your first stop. No. I well, would say, well, but, well, well, well. You know. Yeah. Well, let's let's just be truthful. Nobody gonna tell you that that not truthful that you don't get a more audience than mm -hmm. than most places. You know they try, mm -hmm. but you know it's just not happening. Mm -hmm. And you don't bite. I mean you can get kind of rough on the edge sometimes, but. You do not bite, so they're still scared, according to them. This, <laughs> the the, question, oh, the questions are there to be asked. Yes. That's what I see. All right, my love. So Thank let's you hope so much. they'll come Thank on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Um, Siobhan says, Same, I only watch CMR. Um, you know, listen, they can go everywhere, but I think, as the caller said, make this one of your top spots, um, to come to for sure. But, you know, there has to be a different level of engagement. Is it too much to ask the commissioner of police to come on a talk show once a month to engage and talk with the people, to hear what the people are saying in the communities? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yes, Andy, I'm calling back. Yes, I think um, one of the problems is people don't have the confidence mm -hmm. or the trust mm -hmm. in the police, RCIPS any longer. Yes. It's just not there. So for, for us to ask the public for the public's assistance, people don't want to. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. are afraid to. Yeah. They don't trust that area of government. Well, how do you rebuild trust? You start with proper communication. 100%. You need to have proper leadership. You need to have proper training. You have to have people being checked up on, making sure they're doing their job. They need to be held accountable, and mm -hmm. they are not being held accountable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I see a lot going on just with my own eyes, mm -hmm. and I, I question a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it's like it's like a corporation. If you don't have a corporation being run properly, and there's no one to go to to um file a grievance and feel comfortable and confident enough to go and file that grievance, it, it, the problem's still going to remain. Mm -hmm. And I think that's happening with the RCIPS and the public mm -hmm. in general. And even the, the criminals don't have confidence in the police because look at all the robberies that mm -hmm. are, people are getting away with. Look at all the crime overall that they, these guys are getting mm -hmm. away with. Mm -hmm. There's no confidence, no trust. They need to get their act together. They need to really show that they're working for the people. They're not doing us a favor. They're working for us. They're getting paid to do what they're doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, you, and you know, spe speaking of that, one of the things they need to cut out is all these permissions to have all these side jobs. I mean, these officers have so much time on their hands. It's no wonder they can't take a literacy course. 
because they're too busy running car washes, immigration services, construction companies, moonlighting, and all sorts of other side businesses. You know, many that, years that, ago. That, 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 that's a lot of government. I, uh, uh, well, <laughs> you know, if, if you have a if you have a nine to five government job, maybe you can do it. When you have a you know tw- you work in twelve hour shifts, um, you need to be using your additional time for training, for upskilling yourself, and to get some rest too, because you know officers, to be fair to them, are under a lot of stress and strain and whatever, so they should be taking some downtime for themselves, not hustling out in these streets to set up um, a corporation and a business to make you know five, ten thousand dollars a month on the side. Those officers that really care, yeah, but those that don't. Yeah. Don't and won't. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate All right. it. All right. 936 Bobo is the telephone number. I did see somebody else uh, calling in just now. Sorry, we missed the call. 936 2626. Um, uh, Cam Can says, uh, Hola, Sandy. Buenos dias from Costa Rica. Buenos dias, Costa Rica. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sandra. Yes, sir. Morning. And to the caller, both of you are pretty much in the dominant pretty much one of them. And like you mentioned, the commissioner needs mm-hmm. to stop high fear and hide behind the scenes and come forward. I didn't say, mm-hmm. you know, one of the one discussion came and, you know, what's going on and what's ahead. Yes. You know, it, 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 it's here when you travel abroad and you speak. What's going on in the other uh, police forces there uh, is corrupt. And Cayman Island is too, too small for this. Mm. You know, people know what's going on and see what's going on from Hong Kong authorities can see what's mm-hmm. going on. You know, so yes. it's some it's, it's on who's in here, who's dealing with, mm-hmm. who's supplying, who's bringing. You, you, you know, so why? Why not show yourselves and, and explain and talk to the people? Mm-hmm. You know, because in the people, us the people, they wouldn't be people elected. And and the members who have been elected, those are the ones that need to be come forth and say, you know, you need to show your presence. Mm-hmm. You be heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's scary for island so small. Yes. Um, Jamaica itself, you know, is, is, is a paradise. But it is so corrupt, mm-hmm. unbelievable. They're gonna make and wait for payment is gonna be almost like that. Oh God! Like that, extortion yes. and all of those So wow. you got a mix in the book before it escalates. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate it. All right, my dear. 936 Bobo. Um, I, I think the caller's quality was a little bit degraded for some reason, but basically he was saying, you know, he agreed with the previous caller. He agreed with the, uh, the sentiments being shared this morning. And he also said that, listen, Jamaica is a beautiful country, but the level of corruption um, is, you know, astronomical. And it's something that Cayman does not want to become. And so we've got to fight in every way that we possibly can. Uh, a lot of people agree with the concept of a police academy. And uh, this person actually just went message on WhatsApp saying, good morning, blessed good morning, San. A kaboom on the police college. Kudos to that knowledgeable lady caller. Uh, thank you so much, San. What would we do without you? God bless you profusely. Thank you so much. Um, a few other pe- people here. RD says uh, Caymanians are to blame. They believe that everyone comes here for the betterment of Cayman. 
uh, those police are here to grab everything that they can and they don't give a damn about Cayman. Well, <laughs> that's why I said earlier, when we even talk about bringing in Scotland Yards, I'd say pump the brakes, honey child. Why on earth are we so quick, quick to think that Scotland Yards is gonna be number one, able to solve our problems? They don't know anything about the context of what is happening in the Cayman Islands. Um, you know, and if, if our officers need additional training that Scotland Yards are such experts at, send Cayman officers there. You know, there are ways to, I don't know how easy it is to set up a local police academy. They do go through, I don't know how many weeks of training, but they do go through some sort of training once they're hired, right? And they're supposed to learn elements of the law. I think they actually have law lectures, even from the law school, come in and teach them different things. I don't know how much they're able to absorb during that time. But what I would say, and I think they have to have a pass mark for them to actually be qualified then as a full officer, right? But what I would say is that there's a lot of options that are available. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. Let me be very clear here. We don't have to reinvent the wheel and we certainly don't have to waste money on things that are not going to reap a real benefit. There are police academies that exist that we can take and customize for our little community, for our country, that we can tweak, right? They're online courses. Um, all civil servants, but in particular enforcement agencies, CBC, WORC. Does WORC have enforcement anymore? I think they're supposed to have an enforcement arm. Child, not that they're doing much because I can't even remember. And um, police are some examples of people who should be required on an annual basis to do continuing education. They should be getting what's called, I think it's C, continuing education credits, CEC, right? So that should be a requirement. They should always be taking courses. Laws change all the time. Some of them are applying old laws to current situations. The, the first class they should have to take, Police Academy 101, is how to tell the difference between a case that is truly a civil case and a, and a, and a case that is a criminal case and how sometimes the two converge and there is a convergence where something can be civil, but it's actually criminal as well. You can imagine Judith Douglas, who has now, how many counts? I've lost count. Is it over like 60 counts of obtaining property by deception? Police officers were telling the first three or four people that went and complained to them about this woman that, oh, no, 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 no. We can't help you because this is a civil case. And now she's charged with over 60 counts, I believe. We'll get the final count of obtaining property by deception. Are y'all paying attention, officers? Like, how does that happen? How do people go to the police uh, department, the police station, file a report, and your officers are shooing them out the door, say, no, that's a civil matter. We don't want to help you, or we can't help you. And now you have the woman charged with over 60 counts. This is a failing on the understanding of your officers. Their basic knowledge is lacking. And somebody has got to call them out on this. You understand me? This is ridiculous. And had we not posted like, oh my God, look at all the countless victims, email the police myself and said, commissioner, what gives here? This is not a civil case. This is a fraudster who's already served police time for doing similar things, defrauding people of their hard earned money. And she's at it again. But your officers are telling these poor people that they have no help. There's nothing that they can do. Ms. Elaine says they need to have or need to demand that officers of the RCIPS fill out monthly reports on how they contribute to any policing duty. Oh, God. 
Miss Aline, you have them do another report. You know, they, we just told you they can't read. Another report, that can boggle them down for a week just to complete that one report. Anyway, Leroy says, um, you see that article yesterday about Honduras? Yes, I'm going to come to that. I actually need to grab some water. Um, all right, give me, let, let's take a quick commercial break. You guys know that I'm actually on vacation. So my setup is not what it usually is. In the morning, back home, I always have my tea and Miss Watt and my water, Miss Stacy, make sure I'm good to go first thing in the morning. Um, I just realized that I've been talking now for a straight hour and a bit, and I've not even had a little sip of water. No tea. This is what happens when you go on vacation, honey, chill. So let me just, I'm going to queue up a commercial that will give me enough time to run downstairs, grab um, a beverage, some water, and um, I'll be right back after these messages. Renewables are very important to CUC. The environment's gonna benefit, the customers are gonna benefit. It is the future. It's not a matter of if it's coming, it's when. We can't stop. We do need the change. Really, really excited to talk about how we're going to get a lot of renewable energy on the grid. We have been working on bringing renewable energy to Grand Cayman for many years now and produced our integrated resource plan back in 2016. Looking at how we can most effectively not only get renewable energy but reduce the CO2 impact of CUC's operations. You hear the comments or the misnomers that you know, CUC is married to diesel and quite frankly that the, there couldn't be anything that's further from the truth. We know that renewable energy is the right thing to do. There's a lot of value by using renewable energy, battery energy storage within your integrated grid. A, a lot of time has to be put together to do your research, understand what it is that you're wanting to put out there. CUC has the ability to, to lead that transition, right? And, and be the first for not only Cayman, but the region. It's gonna be so worth it. It's what I come to work for every single day to know what we're working on is gonna set the country up for success. It's gonna be a foundational element of, of the economy. Bringing the public along with us is one of the key things to make a success out of it. To make sure that we're doing our part to reach those United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Our team has been equipped, uh, trained, developed. Uh, if we get a go ahead tomorrow, we start. And I, I see it in, in the future, it's, and it's not that far away. It could be as little as five or six years away where we'll have times of the day where we are 100% renewable. They can't hear us. Oh my goodness. Did we uh, disconnect from radio? Hmm. Okay, they could not hear that at all. Did anybody, did anybody hear that? <laughs> I queued up a commercial, but people are saying that they couldn't hear it. Oh boy. Well, I stole my quick minute and ran for my water. No commercial played. Yikes. Okay. Huh. All right, we're back. Um, yeah, not sure what happened there. All right. Okay, so grabbed my water. Um, somebody said that they heard it on the radio. Okay, that's weird. I don't know, folks. All right. Miss Daisy said she heard it on the radio. Um... Uh, and somebody else said it played fine on YouTube. So, yep, YouTube was good. 
All right. So are you guys still hearing me fine on uh, social as well? Okay. All right. I think, I think we're, I think we are good to go. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we've been talking about some concerns uh, with the RCIPS this morning. Let's just wrap this up just a little bit here. I've got a few more um, comments that have come in. Uh, good morning. Um, uh, don't forget little Cayman says Gareth, um, even if it's a small population, there's more, there's still residents and tourists there that need policing. Anything can happen. Uh, Selvin says that this uh, police need to tap into the concept of community reporting by the citizenry. Uh, everyone has a cell phone and it is hard to deny a video recording plug RCIP. Um, you know, <laughs> Folks, yes, um, at the end of the day, I think that there's a lot that can be done. I know the chain of evidence and how they actually obtain information. But sometimes even when you give them like a recording and stuff, they're still, they're still at a loss of exactly what to do. Damien talking about the chef that we were speaking of earlier who went to um, Cayman Brack recently. By the way, is this guy still in the Cayman Islands? Um, somebody ups and quits their job, goes to Cayman Brack to get drugs and go in a drug binge. How on earth would we be allowing this person to remain in this jurisdiction? These are the logical questions that my brain is just like, is he still here? Explain this to me. There was quite a bit of police action out in the um, vicinity of, I think it was Gun Bay yesterday as well. Looks like it might have been CBC carrying out some sort of you know, operation, kudos, good for them. But Damien says that he was a bartender in Little Cayman Beach Resort and, and they knew his bad habits. But if that was a Caymanian, they would have been fired. Same with the resort manager, Tiago, that had the car accident with the DUI. Oh, I remember him because we reported on how he totaled his car and then the day after he left the jurisdiction. Hmm. Um, it's funny how sometimes these people can have, especially when it comes to drugs, they can have known drug addictions and known issues, and we're bringing them here in work permits. And as Damien says, they get a pass that a commanded would never in a million years get. Remember yesterday's show about how we were whitewashing certain situations? And I'm purposely using the term whitewashing because of its dual meaning here. Okay, you think about it. Uh, Damien says even the two police officers on Little Cayman were at a certain bar and watching whoever leave piss drunk uh, one even wore flip-flops, Adidas pants, and gold chains as uniform. What? A police officer wearing flip-flops, Adidas pants, and gold chains as his uniform? you, you got to be joking. Wow. But you see, once they get stationed in the Sister Islands, nobody's checking up on them, I would dare say, because I used to heard about mm -hmm, another one who's now... Oh, the biggest real estate company in the Cayman Islands, or so they claim. I heard that the Jeep used to be parked for so long on Little Cayman that the grass grew up underneath the Jeep, like there was that mark, you know, under the Jeep because the police Jeep just wasn't even being moved. And they were hanging out on the beach, frolicking and fornicating and having a good old time. And the residents were like, oh, okay, well, I guess we're not going to no patrolling around here. That's how they became the number one real estate uh, company in the Cayman Islands because they had a lot of time to sit on the beach looking up, stargazing, 
cloud gazing at the sky and think about their plan of how they were going to become millionaires in the Cayman Islands. Um, uh, Angel says that um, a lot of Caymanians get the opportunity to become law enforcement officers, but they don't apply. Um, I mean, I don't know how many apply versus how many don't get. Somebody just said that um, they're obviously hiring anybody these days. RD says the fact is most people in the RCAPS come to Cayman for the salary. Also, I hope that these drugs that were recently found don't disappear like the last batch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everton says, you tell me that you guys cannot find qualified individuals in the Cayman Islands to serve as police officers. In Surhan, other people from other countries, uh, there's something wrong. And iron foreigners, I don't know if that's supposed to be hiring foreigners, but it seems like you guys have more Jamaicans in the police department and the police from your, and people from your own country. Uh, why just a question? <sighs> How long is a piece of string? Uh, Natasha says, why are we hiring officers that are literate? Uh, I wish I knew. And even the tools, I mean, listen, nobody should be hired that's literate. You should be giving them a writing test. It should be part of the application process that they actually write a police report. You know, this is what you call practical hiring exercises, right? So someone wants to be, be a police officer, they have to know how to take a witness statement. So before you even get hired, they should put them in a situation where a witness, you know, this is a dummy situation, a witness comes to them, says, okay, this, this, and this has happened to me. Um, how do you handle, you need to see the report that they've written, how they took the statement, how they dealt with the witness. Like they should be able to demonstrate all of that to a certain degree of efficacy um, or competence before they're allowed in the police force. Why don't we have these types of criteria? Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Morning, Sandra. Not too bad, dear. How are you? Okay. Mm -hmm. I was joking just now when I said calling from Miami. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. I thought you had flew out already. Nah, nah I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I should have called you earlier when you were on the topic with Kip and Rap. But anyway, Sandra, mm -hmm. yesterday this internet happened around 6.30, you said. Mm-hmm. The police went to the residence, collected the whatever it was, and left. And about eight hours later, the task force can come up mm -hmm. and then go and find the suspect and arrest them. Mm -hmm. is, 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 is this how it can work all the time? If, if that person was killed, mm. was it going to take them eight hours to come up also to come and arrest the person? What, what kind of police we have here? And I'm not bashing the police because mm -hmm. I know they can only do what they're told. Mm -hmm. But but we're living on an island where somebody shot into somebody's house. Oh, you go and take whatever it was and you go and sit down by the station and wait for eight hours for the task force to come up to Grand Cayman. Walks into the guy's house. Hey, but what we need search house? You're on the arrest. We're going. That's it. Mm. In these modern days, is that really how we got to work? And you know what is so funny, caller? There are people who are actually saying that, oh, th this is great. They, they resolved this in less than 24 hours. This is a record for Cayman Brack. And there's so many other things that are unsolved. So they're wondering if, if this yeah. situation was getting preferential treatment. And here you are sharing the sentiment that this, <laughs> this was lackluster at best. I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, and, and if I had did something like that too, 
you're not coming eight hours later for any home. I can be Miami, like you said, mm-hmm. <laughs> or like I told you earlier. Mm-hmm. I can fly out, but I, I, I don't understand that. I'll never understand that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. What a mess. I guess that's all I gotta say for this moment. Thank you, I caller. I, I appreciate it. All right. All right. Sonita says the police force is in a mess full of expat criminals. I know the new commissioner can make some drastic. I hope the new commissioner can make some drastic changes. Um, Johan says, Auntie Sandy, if the guy that misappropriated the stapler from yesterday's show was a local, you wouldn't go easy on him and the law uh, would do the same. One standard for all. Um, do your thing. Well, I mean, listen, I, I tell you, all, I don't have any favor towards anyone because of who they are, or who, how they're connected or anything like that. To me, that's neither here nor there, right? Um, it's, it is one standard for all, as far as I'm concerned, at least on this program, if nothing else. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yeah, morning, Sunday. Morning, morning. Um, with the government when it comes into employment with these foreigners, right? Because mm-hmm. really and truly, they make it seem like us that have businesses must hire Caymanians. And then yet they are allowed to bring in foreigners to take our positions. Well, I mean, Angel it's says that Caymanians don't want the jobs. How many how many no, Caymanians apply? Caymanians don't want jobs. It's not that Caymanians don't want the jobs. They don't trust Caymanians in a street. Mm-hmm. They don't trust Caymanians the minute that we have one or two that want to decide that, okay, you have a duty on this island for some reason. Then they're going to push that aside because we're not qualified. Mm-hmm. Who going to train us? And then, yeah, they're going to import these people that have training elsewhere. And, and the proof is in the pudding because when you can find two good reasons to believe something, stick with my belief in that. And a lot of these illiterate mm-hmm. police officers that we're hearing came on. Illiterate. And they're making up their own rules, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the funny part about it, they believe they're self employed. Mm-hmm. You see, when, when they power trip, right, and they feel safe because they got authorities to tell you what they want to tell you, and you got to believe in it because the communism isn't... So they, you have to resist or comply to stupid rules. Mm-hmm. That's tyranny, in my opinion, tyranny, or however you want to say it, potato, potato. The thing is about these things is that they're doing this spitefully to... Take over came on. Mm. They don't want they want to denature us. They don't want men to think for themselves. They don't want nobody to critically. They don't want nobody to to be aware. They want everybody to still be clueless. Mm-hmm. If it, if it, if it's only me that believe that reptilians exist in human beings, oh God, they have some cold blooded island. So mm. let let let's just. Yeah, I, boy, Sandy, they, they have some corrupted people in our police force. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some corrupted people, you know, just for example, right? I had an altercation years ago with the police officers. Mm-hmm. One police officer in the middle of the night, they pulled me over and they pulled me over on and asked me one question, sir. Um, why are you driving slow? And I said, to what the, you know? That pissed me off that they pulled me over mm-hmm, for driving. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's like, 
No, I don't know why they give you young kid money. I said, I said what the hell? Mm -mm. I said, dude, I never paid for my license in a, as I graduate from school. It's not on that, at that moment. I said, 10 years from now, I had my license since then. You can't tell me that I don't know my road codes. There's nothing as dri driving slow in a fast lane. There's no mm. such thing as a fast lane. With fast lane, we have in Cayman, Sandy, you be, you be the judge of that. Mm -hmm. Cayman mm -hmm. say he lucky I don't have lucky he don't have a ticket. You see the manipulation there? Hmm. Wow. There's a Jamaican police officer in there. There are multiple of those. Multiple of them out there running around the streets because they're law enforcement officers that they enforce the law, their law. You know, you go and get to mm. Jamaica and all the laws that they have in Jamaica, we don't apply by. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, Carla. Oh, they can come here with their sweet talk. Mm -hmm. Well, they got mm. under Alejandro's um, <laughs> skin there today, and he's not the only one based on the volume of comments that are coming in. I really hope that the RCAPS is paying attention this morning because I think if nothing else, this show demonstrates that they have a lot of work to do. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Yeah, sorry to call back again, but mm -hmm. two minutes. So, Sandy, Alejandro, mm -hmm. he's my boy still. I know he gets off sometime, but he, mm -hmm. he has a lot of, he makes a lot of sense because he's been there, so he understands, he feels it. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um, those that haven't gone through it don't know, you know? And um, what I'm saying is this, it needs revamp, revamp, revamp. Put, I don't know about the moratorium thing, but put a hold on. The thing is about it, these people see how Cayman operate. Listen, I can tell you mm -hmm. that majority of islands or countries in our jurisdiction is jealous of Cayman. And just like what Alejandro say, they will do anything to tear us down so that we don't have that, that, um, safe um, reputation for our tourists. And once that has diminished, we have no save. That's it. If, if we get to the point where we, the crime is so much and so forth, that is it. I've talked mm -hmm. to people that said things like, oh, you from Cayman, this, that, whatever, whatever. That is jealousy. I can tell you there's a mm -hmm. lot of islands that are jealous of Cayman. So we need to keep it. Let them be jealous, but let's do the right thing and mm, keep mm. our island safe. And kudos to Alejandro. I know that I make no fool of him. Okay. Thank you, Carl. I appreciate it. Wow. Um, are we the envy of the Caribbean? And and <laughs> I mean, this is such an interesting question. Um, and a lot of people um, are in agreement. Somebody just says, yes, she's right. There are people, who, other nationalities who are jealous of Cayman and they want us to be in the same predicament as them, um, financially, socially, um, crime-wise and everything, so that we can we can no longer have bragging rights about being safe and, you know, this, that, and the next thing. Something to think about, especially when you're importing so many of your workers, I would say. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Something to think about. Good morning. Morning. And how are you? Good, good, good. Sliding Setting right into my around. vacation week. <laughs> Anyway, shows your commitment. Thank you so um, much. I'm sorry I tried to do WhatsApp calling, but it doesn't give me the option to call you on WhatsApp hmm. for some reason. That's strange. And so I'll try not to be too long. Yes. Um, I just want to say, firstly, 
I did write a comment. I don't know if you saw it or not. I didn't hear you read it. Mm-hmm. But let me repeat a little mm-hmm. bit of what I said. Um, I'm glad that you're speaking about this this morning in plain English. Um, mm-hmm. I'm speaking about now the police. Mm-hmm. The majority of the police that we have hired, most of them can barely read and write. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Secondly, they have no basic training and they don't have the slightest idea of the simple laws of policing. And this situation is going from bad to worse. Mm-hmm. One of your listeners who's commenting on Facebook um, is tell, and, and I also say they don't want to hire Caymanians mm-hmm. because when they apply, they don't get interviewed, much less hired. So he's telling me that's not true. Anyway, I can tell him, don't dare to tell me it's not true because mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about. Mm. I don't know what his experience has been. I'm telling him what I know. Mm-hmm. I'm telling everyone who's reading and listening what I know. Mm-hmm. And years ago, this did not happen. Because even the police officers that we had, who didn't even make it to sergeant, or perhaps not past sergeant, at least they had the basic knowledge of what policing was about. And if they did not know, they then went to their superior officer who should have known and could tell them. And if they didn't know, they went to their superior officer. That's not even happening anymore. You call the police about a crime and they look at you and tell you it's a civil matter. I don't know when this started. I don't know who introduced it. But my take on that mm-hmm. is if everything is a civil matter, then we don't need police. What we need a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Okay? I know what a police job should be. I'm a policeman's daughter. And I'm not here to claim that I know all of the laws. Mm-hmm. But I will challenge anyone to tell me that what I'm saying is incorrect. And if they don't like what I'm saying, they can eat it and sit down and digest it. Mm-hmm. But they will not let me change what I have said. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking from experience. Mm-hmm. I will not call anyone's name, but I know many Caymanian young men who apply for police jobs and they were not even responded to. Therefore, there was no interview granted, no test given, no failure of the test. So do not tell me that the Caymanians don't want the job. They don't want Caymanians there because that would mess up the equation. Mm. That would destroy the ratio. And ultimately, it would mess up their objective. The few Caymanians that are left there, the objective is to get rid of them. It's like everything else in this island. Mm-hmm. It's not for Caymanians. It's for someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the quality of personnel that are being brought into our police force, and I don't care where they come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody's targeting the Jamaican officers. 
Mm-hmm. But I beg to differ because they're all the same. It doesn't matter where they have come from. Mm-hmm. The result is the same. I think people I just heard- mentioning Jamaican officers because they make up at least 60% of the force. Well, we have others that make up a vast majority as well. And they're in the senior ranks. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I have dealt with many different nationalities in the police force. And I can tell anyone the result is the same. And I can say I have gone as far as the commissioner, mm-hmm. more than one, and the result is the same. Like I said, some may not know who my father was. I am a policeman's daughter. I was raised in a law and order environment. It is second nature to me to respect the police uniform, mm-hmm. the police vehicle. I grew up with that. And now today, my father's children, grandchildren, and I guess the great-grandchildren will be targeted eventually. They're all treated like we are criminals. And I know where that is coming from. That is a residual resentment of the way he ran the force when he was there. Because this kind of stuff would never have happened. And the main thing was, Mm -hmm. hire Caymanians to get better results. Caymanians will trust Caymanians. They will work with the Caymanians. Mm -hmm. That's how you get crimes solved. Nobody's going to feel comfortable confiding in someone they don't know. Mm -hmm. That's just human nature. Thank you, Carla. Can we leave it there for now? Sorry? Can we leave it there for now? Of course. Yes, thank you so much. Okay. All right, folks, 936-2626. Obviously, because I'm overseas, we do do pay a little bit extra for the calls on our end. So I'm just reminding you, um, keep it it short and sweet. All right, some great comments there. Um, Johan says that this caller always has, um, she says, uh, where was that comment? Anyway, he basically said that this caller always has some amazing points and thank you very much. Not so hot says you want to know what the problem is. If you have a government that relies so much on work permits to meet its GDP, there's going to be a problem among locals. Well, um, here's the thing, not so hot. That has nothing to do with RCIPS or any civil servant because government doesn't pay work permits. <laughs> they don't have to take out a work permit for any of those individuals. So they don't take out work permit for a prison uh, any civil service position, police, um, you know, any civil servant, they're on contract. So that doesn't explain what potentially is happening within the civil service. I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, private sector, perhaps the civil service, none at all, because they don't pay uh, work permits. There is no work permit that government has to take out for anybody. All right. Um, Jamaica, not even under Britain, but we are, and they get more endorsements, says Leroy. Um, Let me just see. So true, says Sue to Ms. Brenda's comment. Uh, Someone was saying, Alejandro, that you should apply to the police force. Um, Ms. Mornis says, Sandy, a lot of these Jamaican policemen that come here and get a police job, trust me, that our government didn't do any background checks on them and why they come here to be a police officer. Some of them are wanted, just saying, well, we've seen that before. Um, not to pick on the Jamaican officers this morning, but we've seen a guy who was wanted for murder. To be clear, he eventually was cleared in Jamaica, 
But how do you hire someone who is running from another jurisdiction for a murder charge? We don't know what happened, whether he's going to be charged or not. He shot and killed somebody. I think it was actually in the line of duty. And that's who gets a job. What kind of background checks are we doing exactly? And it's not the first time that we've had officers that have been like, you know, uh, on the criminal side. We have one in court right now. Right. That is tied to the murder in West Bay where they said the Caymanian father killed his son. Apparently, the allegation from the DPP's office is that this Jamaican officer, Courtney, was in cahoots with this guy threatening witnesses. And that's why it took witnesses years to come forward to help the police solve this crime. Because, you know, that sort of behavior in Jamaica is very run of the mill where officers tell you, you keep your mouth shut or else. But this is what we've imported. He's on trial right now for it. Like, what the hell? Seriously. Uh, there was the other one who was in the, in the military. We were the only persons who reported on that situation last year. He ran from his milita- military post to come to, uh, come to Cayman and take up a job. First, he got a job as a security officer. And then our government turned around and hired him to work in the Kays Foundation. And once again, no background checks, no nothing. Right? Uh, he wasn't too bright, though, because he jumped up and decided to go back to Jamaica with his new girlfriend, abandoned his wife and child, went back to Jamaica for a um, the girlfriend's father's funeral, grandfather's funeral, some foolishness. And they nabbed him and put his behind in jail because running from the military in Jamaica is considered a very serious offense. Uh, breaking news, Jim says police SUV speeding down the road towards Frank Sound on the eastern side. Thank you, Jim. Hopefully that means they're picking up some criminals today. I don't know. All right. Um, I think it's fair to say um, not so hot says talk about work permits in a whole. Yeah, I mean, you know, but specific to policing, that should definitely not be an issue. Um, Stefan says, yep, had to tell her how to spell kunk. Granted, it may be a little bit difficult, but come on. The word kunk is difficult to spell. So police officer couldn't spell kunk. What a mess. Child, they need to get them these. Um, I keep telling them, at least that would get it about 97% accurate. The speech to text applications. Soon we're not going to need police officers because we can do all this stuff by artificial intelligence. <laughs> A computer can just take your report. You just speak to the computer and it'll type it out. And then the police report can be printed and generated. Use technology, RCIPS. That might actually help you not look so incompetent all the time. Charlene says, too many don't comprehend the laws, even that's a fact, not only bad spelling or writing and quick to cop an attitude with the public, too. Um, worse, if you're a Caymanian, hate to say so, but the truth. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sunday. Good morning, Good morning to the rest of the Cayman Islands. Yes, sir. Um, I think that it's important for everybody to, at this point, or to just look at the simple fact. We mm-hmm. have a government system with the Royal Caymanians Police Force being part of that system, mm-hmm. which by contract makes the Royal Caymanians Police Force not above and beyond any and all else and all others, accountable and beholden to the well-being and the interests of the Cayman Islands and her people. And that is the root of the problem, mm. in my humble opinion. Mm. And if Caymanians and Caymanians do not 
get it? That simple fact. Then these things are going to continue and they're mm -hmm. going to continue to get worse. We have members of parliament who have plausible deniability mm -hmm. because in our reality, when it comes to the issues that everybody, regardless of who you are, where mm -hmm. you're from, sees and is experiencing. Mm -hmm. Our voted members of, of governmental administration have that plausible deniability mm -hmm. because they do not control. They are not really able to hold to account except for budgetary considerations, the RCIPS. And I know it's a touchy subject. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. However, whether it, it requires a paradigm shift, mm -hmm. that's one question. But yes. I just would like for people in the Cayman Islands to open their eyes to that reality. Mm -hmm. We're speaking about multiple people mm -hmm. identifying the fact that we have police officers who do not have basic reading and comprehension yes. skills Imagine. necessary. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that is just one part of the spectrum of issues that we face here. Now, mm -hmm. if that or any of the other issues under consideration are to be addressed, let alone rectify, mm -hmm. we need to look at the base relationship that the RCIPS has with the people of the Cayman Islands mm -hmm. and what we have people of the Cayman Islands mm -hmm. is the absence of a contractual basis where in the RCIPS mm -hmm. and I'm going to clarify here a police service we do not have a police service who is beholden to and accountable to the well-being and the interests of the Cayman Islands and her people Mm -hmm. to the exclusion of any and all others. Mm -hmm. And that reality needs to be looked at, addressed, and understood if anybody wants to see positive things in the future. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Carla. Appreciate That's it. That's my opinion. Have a good day. Absolutely guys. appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, folks, 936-2626 is a telephone number. Charlene says, look, you haven't smoked anything. Um, oh, someone someone said, let me just back up so that these comments can make a little bit of sense to our listeners. So um, Nerla says some of our key managers are not interested in joining the force. There are some that are interested but fail the urine test, the drug test. Uh, Tiana says some key managers have to provide proof of all their credentials. That includes a full vetting process. Good morning, okay. caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. Um, this is this is my first time calling. Oh, thank you, ma'am. I was I was listening, and I do enjoy your show very much. Thank you. I was listening to the other talk show this morning, mm -hmm. and I heard the topic where they were saying that you know him and Brock is being taken over by so many other nationalities and mm -hmm. his jobs, and this it's not only him and Brock. It is all three islands. Mm. First of all, I think we Caymanians are going to be like the rest. We're mm -hmm. going to have to move or we're going to have to be helpers for the expats that come here and mm -hmm. have the big post and the big job. Mm -hmm. um, or we're going to have to run to another place, get a work permit and do the domestic jobs over in other countries. I don't know what the MLAs and the premier and all the other government entities are going to do. Mm -hmm. But you need to start doing something to protect our root Caymanian people. When I say root, I mean the roots, the graft, roots, the ones that were born here 
and made this island uh-huh. something for the rest to come here and enjoy it. And I think it is high time that the MLAs put the Caymanians first. Mm-hmm. You go to the admin building. I was there the other evening sitting down with my daughter waiting for a friend. And out of the admin building, mm-hmm. I had not seen one true born Caymanian. Even the security that was taking the flag down was not a Caymanian. Tell mm-hmm. me why we can't get a Caymanian to take the flag down, put it up in the morning, kindly fold it. I don't even know if you probably fold it properly because, you know, when I was going to school, they taught you at least how to fold the flag. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even sure if he knew that he had folded it or he folded the right way, but that's another day to come, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, the, mm-hmm. and the thing is, right now, we have to start with our kids. I mean, there are educated Caymanian people here mm-hmm. that have degrees. They apply for jobs, and they told them they need experience. If they don't get a job, how are they going to go and get experience? Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first thing they tell a Caymanian. Oh, you don't have it. And then people that come from other places can do have a degree, or go do have a high school education mm-hmm. and get these jobs. What is going on here? Really? What is going on? I mean, we Caymanians need to get jobs. We have, mm-hmm. we, we don't, we don't hear like the other expats, you know, like tend into a room and taking one card and sharing the food with the many millions together that they have. So we have to have a job. You know, it is like we Caymanians, all you can hear, we lazy. We were never lazy. Mm-hmm. We made this island for them to come in here and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So where were the laser Caymanians and where are the laser Caymanians? Mm-hmm. There's no laser Caymanians there. There's none. And as what Ms. Brenda was saying, it is Well, I, I wouldn't we say that be. I wouldn't say that there's none, because unfortunately I think we've raised a generation now that we're we're seeing the fruits of, of, of that situation. But I would yes, say historically our people have never been like that. Yes, but listen. Mm-hmm. When you go from when you apply for a job, first of all, they tell you, "Oh, we're gonna pay you four dollars or six dollars an hour." You know that is what is turning the Caymanians off, and then they walk around, "Oh, they're lazy." I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Every Caymanian, look, look at when the cleanup committee. How many Caymanians are out there looking at jobs? You know what? They may be just like what you said. I'm gonna be with you. There may be a few lazy Caymanians, yes. mm-hmm. but. The majority of us are not really lazy. Yes, that's right. We just work for $4 and $6 an hour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's definitely what my friend, the archer, said. The police force and all of the government people, I don't know, they're coming here taking the jobs from the government because they don't have to get a work permit. And mm-hmm. that's another thing that needs to be cleaned up. You know, Caymanians are here, smart people. Mm-hmm. When you have this island run, you're... Down people because I am from Georgetown mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. but they all knew we had we had a whole village, we had the whole village that raised families, and mm-hmm. no one was lazy. I would come and make your yard for you. Mm-hmm. I would do things for you, and no one, no one was really lazy. And you know what? We got a tuppence and a sixpence for watering plants or picking these berries or something. Mm-hmm. We were never lazy people. So I don't know where this is coming from. And yes. then you go to the government building, you apply for a job. Oh, it's um fill out the application. You never would get a response back. No one tell you never get a response back. Mm-hmm. And it is true. They never once you're a Cayman and you put a different name, of course they will call you for an interview. But you never get mm-hmm. a job if you see this Cayman attorney. He mm-hmm, his body Waters, Whitaker, you know, where are, where are the Cayman? Who's doing these interviews? It needs to stop. 
Mm-hmm. It really needs to stop because the thing is, once you see a Cayman or Sunny, that application is thrown into the garbage. Mm-hmm. It's thrown into the garbage. You don't even have a daughter to call you back and say, okay, I'm going to give her a chance. Let me see what she looks like. And then when they come in, they see a Cayman, it's like, oh no, mm-hmm. she's not for the job. You have that job waiting for someone else. All mm-hmm. the jobs are already picked up for experts. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what is happening. Caymanians are smart people, very smart. We didn't have to go to school to get an education or a college degree or whatever. We, we built this island. We built this island. We built this island on, on integrity and hard work. Mm-hmm. And now they're all coming here to enjoy it. You know what? Wake up MLAs. We have to get our Caymanians first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Colin. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Don't be, don't be, don't be a stranger. Uh, one person just com- commented. They said, "Wow." I said, uh, <laughs> "This is what they said." They said, "Look, like she been holding a lot in." So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, you know, sometimes yeah, like what to see. Yeah, get touched by opening your mouth. So I will have to open my mouth. That's right. A lot of people, a lot of people, need, and we Caymanians, we take it for granted. You know what? Mm-hmm. We were the friend of people. We were the friend of people. Mm-hmm. We opened arms and invited everyone in this island. Yes. Everyone in this island. And you know what? They took us for those nice friendly people. But the time has come. Mm-hmm. So we have to show them both sides. We have to show them both sides. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Carla. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks Thank very much. You. All Thank right. And we do have another Hello. caller on the line as well. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Good morning, Sunday. Good morning, that dear. That lady is so right. Yes. That lady is so right. But um, I, I've said it over and over again. We'll talk until our, 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 our faces turn blue or we all turn blue. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason of that is because most, most, Oh, our MPs have mm-hmm. now been called. Only CS, the senior of election, and um, they're grinning from ear to ear, mm-hmm. and 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 holding up their hand a half a mile away mm-hmm. to get to shake your hand, darling. I haven't seen you for a little while, a little while yet. They don't realize that we're paying them. We're, 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 some of us are very hard working mm-hmm. people. We do have lazy people in this island, but you get, guess what? Guess what? Mm-hmm. The MPs, some of the MPs, some from down here alone has made them that way because some of those that I see on the beach and 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 and, and whatnot has been working mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. and then uh, some of the MPs when you get in their election, like I said before, is handing out their twenty-five and the fifties, and and they get their mother-in-laws and their sisters and their brothers to go around and uh, to see what you need and what you want, but it's only chosen. Few mm-hmm. down here in West Bay, and I'm a West Bay. Oh, Sunday, I born, I born August first mm-hmm. of August. I'm mm-hmm. a Leo like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, we can talk and talk and talk and talk, mm-hmm. 
But if mm-hmm. we don't do what other countries do, go up there, protest, till we drop mm. and make them see that we got people, the older people, mm-hmm. the people now, some of them have passed. They had guts, not highly educated, but mm-hmm. had guts. That's what we got to get. We we, we we talk on our radio and I'm glad that, that you opened this 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 program up and I'm glad that mm-hmm. you're there and I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing because you're not hiding behind mm-hmm. because I'm afraid I'm afraid to lose my job. Even the government workers are disgusting with that, some mm-hmm. of them. I'm afraid to lose my job. Oh, excuse me. Mm-mm. Is this island yours? Is this island yours? Or, 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 or who is it belonging mm-hmm. to? Why not fight for what people has gone to war? God knows I'm not suggesting that. Mm-hmm. Has lost their lives because of their country. Mm-hmm. Fighting mm-hmm. for their rights and what we're doing. Talking until we're blue. Mm-hmm. Protest! If we need to do so, mm-hmm. protest! Mm-hmm. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, my dear, and you have a good day. Thank you. I really appreciate it. We've got another call on the line. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello? Yes, morning, caller. Morning, Auntie Sunday. Well, go on in Jamaica. <laughs> good morning, caller. Can you use your Jamaican accent in Jamaica, or would that be offensive? Sir, get, get to the point with your comments. We have limited time this morning. <laughs> Lots of good comments in the thing, but I was gonna I just wanted to make this point. It's easy to blame elected politicians. Elected politicians do not run the civil service. The civil service is run by our own Caymanian people. They then employ people that then are responsible for um, 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 being in charge of the police, the hospital, the fire, you know, all of these different services. I think it's important that we understand the country gets the people like let's just use we're talking about the police and the lack of professionalism by mm-hmm. many and and the rudeness but that those, those people whether they come from jamaica england barbados the moon it doesn't matter mm-hmm. those people are hired by caymanians and at the end of the day the biggest problem that we got is a complete lack of accountability because how many times do the public have to basically say hey i'm a law-abiding citizen you had a guy, Alejandro, calling. You know, we give Alejandro a hard time because he, he has a strong position on, on a man said was gospel. At the end of the day, all we want is the respect to be shown to us so that we can mm-hmm. reciprocate that. And unfortunately, in too many government-run institutions, whether it be police or anything else, that's what we were talking about this morning, that is not the case. But if a Caymanian was to be rude, disrespectful, discourteous, and a bully to anybody, um, the likelihood of them being reprimanded and fired would be a lot higher than it is from what we tolerate from persons from abroad. And all I'm saying is, let's just have one standard. And if there's somebody, I personally take offense to anybody in a position of authority who talks to me like I'm a dog or I don't have any sense. Now, I can be aggressive. I'm brave and I'm not afraid of anything in this world. But 
we shouldn't allow people to get a government paycheck, especially from abroad, that are discourteous and have no respect for us. We should not be giving. It is too easy to get PR. It is too easy to get status. And we need to make sure that we have people that come here that actually understand the basic criteria of respect begets respect and demonstrate that to the people that you find here because we are not rambunctious. We are not we are not horrible people. We are not violent people. We are nothing like some of the countries that they've come from, that they've left to find a better place. And I don't care if anybody thinks that that's being um, um, racist, because I'm not being racist. I'm stating a fact that nobody in their country should be treated like crap or disrespected or spoken down to or yelled at or, or anything mm -hmm, by somebody mm -hmm. employed by our government using taxpayer funds to get that done. We need to have accountability. Yeah. I'm going to go back and make the point. Mm -hmm. How can you expect the police service to be serious when they can't solve their own crime? Before the previous commissioner came, 24 kilos of coke were, and, and, and several <laughs> pounds of weed went missing from the Georgetown secure lockup. Mm -hmm. Nobody got fired. Nobody was held accountable. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you this. If there was a Caymanian police officer in charge of anything that day, uh -huh. the likelihood of that person being reprimanded is very, very real. I still have that to say, yes. Cayman is going the way that it's going because Caymanians in charge are making bad decisions. Uh -huh. It's not necessarily the MPs, but it's the people that we think are nice and friendly and just because they ask you how your mom is doing and that they're in a position of authority. Nice guys make bad choices and they do what's best for them. Everybody else from abroad, Filipinos, Jamaicans, English, Canadians, South Africans, they have a sense of unity. Where is the unity amongst the Caymanian community? And all I'm saying is, when we speak our mind, that doesn't mean that we're problem or that we're causing a problem. You know, we know better and we want better because we pay a lot of fees in this country. So we should demand better. And if you are in charge of anything from the deputy governor on down, make sure your people are doing their job. And we, are and we are getting quality, professional service because Caymanian people are largely respectful. And all we want is to feel safe, comfortable, and respected in our home by mm -hmm. anybody that comes there. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you very much, Carla. I appreciate it. Take care. Uh, we've got another call, I believe, in the line. Yes, one more. Listen, we're going to go a little bit closer to 10 o'clock this morning because I've actually got some potential two pieces of information that has just come in that's going to be breaking news so get your second cup of coffee because one of these is going to blow your socks off if it's true so stand by caller good morning morning um despite the appearance um are not in control of what's going on for example it doesn't really matter whether it's a Caymanian commissioner of police or non-Caymanian commissioner of police because the commissioner of police has a boss mm -hmm. who's actually setting the policies that the commissioner of police is going to follow. Mm -hmm. right? And what we have in this is an illusion here. I think this whole this colonial system is not in the best interest of the Caymanian people. Mm. In fact, they have written it into the Constitution clearly, but since many people don't want to read, mm -hmm. they don't know that Section uh, 31 to Section 3 of the uh, 
Constitution order says that when the governor is carrying out his responsibilities as governor, he shall endeavor to look out for the interests of the Cayman Islands so long as those interests are consistent with the interests of the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Of what it is that we want ourselves. They have put it in writing that what matters most is what they want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, the problem I have with that section is that that section is contrary to Article 73 of the UN Charter, which says regarding the remaining non self governing territories that the people of the respective territories, it is their interest that mm-hmm. is paramount. Okay? So the UK legislated the opposite because they they were looking out for their own interest. Mm-hmm. And so what happens here uh, will only happen if it benefits the UK. That's what they have in writing. And I, I heard one caller referred uh, um, earlier said that that uh, people who like when you get police officers and some I think that's what she was referring to uh, shouldn't be status holders they should be Caymanians mm-hmm. well all Caymanians all Caymanians are status holders what the term Caymanian is just an abbreviated term for what is officially Caymanian status. Hmm. So the the reason why that was brought in was to be a protection for Caymanians. But the problem is, is that since Caymanians were not understanding how it is looking out for the interests of Caymanians, they were complaining that know, too much to go through. Well, the reason that amount to go through is because we live in a system that is not really geared for us. It's geared for them. And so what that's going to do is that's going to shape all of the future generations to live in a society in which you tell your, and you say and burn into your conscience that, that you accept that somebody else's interests will take priority over yours, which is the UK's interest. And that's not good for us as a country because we're not going to keep our rights. We're not going to benefit. We're not going to grow. We're not going to have people um, operating within this system when they can see the unfairness in it. Okay, caller, leave me there. And it, it, so I just want to say that another example of that is the changing of the name from legislative assembly to parliament. Some people don't understand the importance of that, but that in and of itself is giving us an illusion that we live in an environment that is actually not the case. We do not have control. And parliament right, is about sovereignty. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. But take care. All right. Uh, next caller on the line. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello. Good morning again. Yes, sir. 
Yes, ma'am. I, I would just like to ask uh, when Johan gets a chance to please clarify which Kimanian is it within the RCIPS specifically who is in charge of human resources, hiring and or firing? Because I, I, I was listening to Mr. Moxham's words there and um, I think he stated twice that it's Kimanians who are in, at the forefront at the head at the helm. Mm. of those who become members of the RCIPS. And I remind you, it's the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service. It is not the Cayman Islands Police Service. Mm -hmm. okay. So I would like, if possible, to ask Mr. Moxham to please clarify who, which Caymanian is it, who is in charge of the um, human resources of RCIPS, because I think that that part of his statement is not accurate. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, I don't know who their current HR manager is, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure, but we can try to find out. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. Hello, caller. Hello. Yes, good morning, sir. Yeah, 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 morning, morning. Um, Cassandra. Um, you gotta remember mm -hmm. what happened to the British British Virgin Islands last, wait, was it was last year now? Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, and it was, the same, it was the same system under under the under the like the bucket money because we're a crown crown colony like what Dana was saying. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the politicians has little little to say. Mm -hmm. They could kick up and make up the face, but when it comes to implementing policies and and action, that's 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 in the hands of the governor himself. So mm -hmm. that's the same thing. <laughs> What was going on in the in the in the British Virgin Islands? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing going on. Yeah, how how long that for? They they had a they had a UK commissioner too. He knew mm -hmm. he knew what was going on because he he was part of it. You, see, you hear him you hear him arrest him. He not arrest him because he will get, he will benefit from it. Believe it or not, I, I could. I, so that's the same thing that going on. Yeah, the mm -hmm. people the benefit from it. You think you think the commissioner the commissioner and. Um, and, and 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 England and all them don't know don't know what's going on. Yeah, they know what's going on. Yeah, they're allowing it because it's a certain amount of that business that got happened for them to for them to run the police business. That's just how it works for the world. So they know what's going on. So let the let the let the, let the, the people got refresh their memory what happened to the British Virgin Islands, and then and then they could start to put it all together. You see what happened to us? We we forget things too quick, and then the information that right now our face. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to implement it into 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 the reality that facing, and then and then some people get confused. But they just got to look back at look back at that that example. Then apply it. Yes, the same thing going on. Yeah, all over the all over the British the the, uh, the British colonies. You know, I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. Have a good Thank day. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Well, the phone lines are definitely hot today, my dear. More mess. Um, and we're just scratching the surface on, on some of these topics, but um, I think the takeaway from today's show, we're going to go a little bit closer to 10 o'clock this morning, but I think the takeaway from today's show is definitely um, that the RCMPS need to wake up. Uh, we have a new designate. Let's, let's read some additional comments that have come in on WhatsApp because some of these are interesting. This person says the police force only vets Caymanians because look how many they hire with record. Um, Jamaica and come here and do criminal activities same way. A lot of Caymanians join the force and leave the force because they get no recognition. 
Their expats are sergeants, um, Indians, Jamaicans, Bahamians, etc. A lot of Caymanians join the police force and never get promoted, only fight. Uh, they have been giving me a fight from when I started, and I'm still holding it down until I can get something better. The Jamaicans par in groups, and if you're not with them, they not with them, they do everything in their power for you to leave. Mess with your shifts and schedules, etc. So that's someone on the inside sharing some of their experience um, in relation to the force. Um, somebody sent a voice note, but I don't know if that's meant to be played on air. Uh, oh gosh, we got so much news coming in here this morning. Uh, a few people saying amen, a new caller, but a long time listener. And I agree uh, that she's been storing up so much. Kudos to her and thank you for making it possible. Much love, San. We have another one. Let me see here. Um, this person says we need to stop hiring Jamaican illiterate officers. Uh, the country was a, this country was a true paradise before imports and status giveaways by Bush. That is the truth. Um, and they said kudos to Alejandro today. Alejandro making some impressions. Um, this person says try not to take any more callers. Shaking my head, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Can't put a moratorium on the callers. All right, listen, a couple things I want to get to. We, we didn't get to um, talking about the um, caregivers, my dear honey child. That'll have to be tomorrow's show. Um, this person says, morning, Sandy. The RCAPS is an absolute disappointment and letdown. Every time we need them, I mean, in whatever jurisdiction, it's more than 70% of the police force. I mean, in what jurisdiction is more than 70% the police force um, or expats, they're useless on a traffic accident scene, useless on crime and anything with FRU, goes to do a raid, the people they come for are gone, <laughs> rats in the department, I personally don't trust them, and they have no use, and have no use for them, um, even in my job professionally. Lord Jesus, what a mess. Mm-mm-mm. Um, okay, so listen, breaking, breaking, breaking news this morning. I wanted to talk about these Cubans who ended up in um, some other country. I think it was Honduras. I don't even know where they've gone now. And they're complaining about us. But we'll leave that till tomorrow because God knows. I'm so sick and tired of them and their ungratefulness. Yeah. Honestly, just the, the quicker we put them on that plane and send them back from Wednesday cometh, the better. So they now know breaking news this morning. But you're going to hear it exclusively here on um, CMR. Trust me when I tell you, you, you want to listen very carefully to what I'm about to say, okay? Two bits of breaking news. You're only going to hear it on this program first. We're going to flesh out the details and we're going to put it up on the website. But this first one just heard that Makiva Bush has been arrested this morning regarding the indecent assault from the decades old indecent assault case. Let, let me repeat that for those of you who may have missed it. McKeever Bush, this is what my street sources are telling me. And I do believe my street sources this morning are 99.9999999 to the 10th power, correct. McKeever Bush has been arrested this morning in relation to the indecent assault case from decades ago. Uh, wow. 
Mm-mm. We've emailed RCIPS. You know, they're going to be slow like molasses. Speaking of them, that department only works from nine to five. So um, I've emailed them, however, to get official, official confirmation. But I can tell you, I've already checked one of my good sources. I said, is this true? And they have replied with, I cannot lie. So you can take that to the bank, honey child, because you know, I'm not going to message just any and anybody and ask them, is this true? And my sources say, I cannot lie. Honey, chill, McKeever in a world of trouble. While he's sitting down there trying to fake y'all into voting for him again over pensions, he worry, he better worry about the, the roosters have come for him. You can do what, what came out and say, you can do what you want, but not for as long as you want. There's a day of reckoning for everybody, my dear child. And I dare say, a decades long case. Wow. So that's two, two assault cases now. Lord Jesus, he needs to step down from public office like now. He shouldn't wait till the next election. This is such an embarrassment. My God, I can't even imagine. I don't think we've ever had someone in office that have had this many arrests and charges, potential charges and stuff laid against them. He's setting a new record for himself. Um, Garrett says, I'm not shocked. My socks are still on. <laughs> Lord Jesus. What a heat this morning, I tell you. Vicky says, really? Yeah. Um, arrested again, but geez, um, says Siobhan, Miss Darlene Manzanares, uh, there's a clap. Um, I don't know if which comment that was in relation to, so let me not assume. Olivia says, that's why I keep saying the entire language test is discriminatory. It prohibits persons from non-English countries from entering the country that can't read or write, but then it allows Jamaicans that are illiterate to enter the country, which can't read or write. Well, let me be very clear, Olivia, about the language test. The language test isn't so much about reading and writing. We don't expect you to be able to write a police report if you're not in the police department and you're working in a restaurant and all you need to do is take an order. The language test is important because people should have a basic, basic knowledge of English, meaning you should be able to communicate with people. Um, just yesterday, someone was saying to me in relation to this, um, that, you know, they went, to, they were at the hospital. There was some tire shot where a tire exploded and the people at the, who were injured and somebody else that was with them, neither one of them spoke any English. They were Spanish speakers and the people at the hospital couldn't understand what the heck they were saying. And this is a very serious in, in situation where they got injured from a tire explosion and they can't help themselves. And this person's like, how did they end up in Cayman if they can't speak English? They were sitting there watching this um, you know, transaction at the emergency room. All I can do is shake my head, honey, jail. I don't know. I'm just like, what a mess. This is going from bad to worse. Um, Perla says he wasn't going to stop this indecent behavior. I hope he's locked up this time. Uh, he's too much trouble. And yet there will still be people here defending him. Believe me, I'm waiting for the first comment to come in to say, well, you know, he's still going to love him no matter what he do. Yes. He's going to still sing in the church choir. Gabby says he's still going to get back in office. One thing about them West Bayers, them Bayers, the loyal boy, more like stupid, I hate to say, but anybody who votes for this man at this point in time, you're not loyal, you're just dumb. And you needed somebody to tell you that. And so we're going to tell you that here in the cold hard truth. No, sir. I mean, there just comes a time when you got to 
you got to just pack it in, man. Come on now. This is ridiculous. And we don't even know all the details of the case. Um, I've heard some of it, and I, I can't say anything about what I've heard in terms of the victim, but y'all y'all better. Mm, this one's going to be hot. That's all I can tell you. Siobhan uh, says exactly can't do what you want forever. It comes back to bite you in the butt, and it's called karma. It's not even called karma. It's what we talk about every single day here. Actions have consequences, right? And I don't care who the face of the person is. I don't care if it's a Makiba Bush. I don't care if it's Parker Reed, the stapler guy. I don't care if it's the Jaren. I don't care if it's Miss K. Mad. She's coming up at the end of July for sentencing. It doesn't matter who it is. I don't care if it's me. Actions have consequences. And if you can't learn, as them old people used to say, you can't learn, you can feel. That's for sure. They tell you don't do this and you keep doing it. They can say you can feel. Now, in most cases, I mean, they were going to whoop you behind. But in the rest of the world, you can't hear. You can feel with consequences. You're going to be arrested. You're going to be charged. You could potentially be found guilty. And you might end up in jail at some point. This is it. Um, Sonita says karma shall be that man's uh, portion to the end of time. He gave away status and kill a, off, kill a lot of Caymanian dreams of a promotion and a decent job. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Listen, that ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with his, his allegations. Let's keep them separate. Um, the man has done some things that were good in his political career and in his community. He's done some things like the status grants that nobody in their right mind would ever agree with and the way that they were done. Let us be clear. He was not the only person. It was done under his leadership. But every single person who was under that UDP government at the time should also be held accountable. And y'all appear to have forgotten who they were. We better go back in the archives and pull up all those MPs' names, MLAs at the time, because they shouldn't get a pass either. They sat back and they were complacent in this. And for the record, you know what the irony of this whole situation was? Those of us who stood up at the time and protested on the government steps, and I remember that day very, very clearly in the old Glasshouse building, out there with their wheelbarrows and protesting, right? Even mounting legal challenges. The irony of it is, is that the premier today, uh, Mr. Wayne Panton, was the one who paid for the legal challenge to be mount mounted against the status grants to say this can never happen again. This is ridiculous. Is there any way that we can overturn it? And I know some of y'all are like, oh, well, what, what is his government? What, what? Listen, don't confuse the issue. There's such a thing as striking a balance in your country, right? To not, um, you know, upset things, just the dynamics of everything in your country. So we do need work permit holders here. We don't have enough Caymanians, no matter what y'all do. And I don't want y'all when they have 50 children like Jaren to say you overpopulate the country now because if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. Caymanians should come first in this country, but we also have a part to play in this. Yeah. So I don't want, let me be very, I, I, I can make this crystal clear. There was a time when the vast majority of Caymanians were good hardworking individuals. I can no longer say that because I look around and I see the laziness that I'm surrounded by. Yeah. So even if we're at 60, 40, that's, that's too high. Even if we're at 80, 20, that's too high. We shouldn't have 20% of Caymanians relying on NAU and too damn lazy. I have some right now. Oh, Miss Sandy, I need money. I'm so hungry. I'm so this, I'm so that, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you can't get up and work. For months, they've been promising me they can go register on WRC and all now, not doing nothing all day. And all now, can't go do that much. So I have to acknowledge 
that we have a segment of our population that have gotten a little bit too used to handouts, thanks to the likes of people like a Makila Bush, by the way, right? They're part of the handout system. This other person says um, that there was a time, just trying to find this comment again, uh, when they could vouch for Caymanians not being lazy, but unfortunately, um, you know, that is no longer the case. What a hot mess. All right, let me um, get on to the second piece of breaking news. So again, uh, that one seems to be um, accurate. We are waiting for the police to say so, and then we will publish it on the website. Um, Charles says, now people, the police can't investigate themselves out of a wet paper bag, let alone a case more than 20 years ago. Drugs go missing from their evidence room uh, where they only police, the only, the only the police have keys and they can't solve it. Well, I don't necessarily know that that's the case. There's more than one way to catch um, someone for a 20-year-old case. And I imagine that even for them to arrest him on this, there has to be something there. And this is where sometimes people trip themselves up by talking about these things. So I can't say anything more than that. We will have to see um, exactly what happens. But if I were him... I think he should be talking about stepping down at this time. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say just because it's a 20-year-old case that um, there might, might not be some solid evidence. Now, here's the other bit of breaking and shocking news that you will only hear uh, this morning on the cold hard truth. Um, you know, it's just crazy. But this story is shocking. Um Boy, I don't even know how to tell you all this, but let me just tell you how, I, how I'm getting it. There has been um, a sexual assault yesterday, a rape of a juvenile in prison. <sighs> Lord Jesus. Um, I have the name of the rapist. We're not going to name him yet, but I do have it. I don't know what he's in for. Uh, he is from Cayman Brack. Mm, hot mess. But um, they've moved him to maximum security now. Well, it's a little, it sounds like a little bit late to be moving him. But anyway, he's now in maximum security. But again, um, this is a concern because for many, many years, we've had a report that, that the authorities have been sitting on in relation to the fact that our prisons are not really as safe as they could be, and especially not safe for juveniles. Uh, uh, I, I have so many questions about this. A juvenile being in prison with hard back men, and now one has raped this juvenile. Some somebody have to pay for this in more ways than one. Yeah. And we need some very, very um, serious uh, questions to be answered this morning. So Alejandro says, wait, what did I just hear? Well. The authorities haven't said anything to us. Let's put it that way. Um, we will now reach out to the prison director and ask for confirmation of this. Don't, no need to cover this up, honey child, because we get this from the best sources right inside the prison. Prisoners talking about it. They know exactly what is going on. So um, you all need to fess up. And uh, this reminded me that just yesterday there was a report that came out on the suicide in the U.S., an independent inquiry on the suicide of um, Jeffrey Epstein and how the authorities basically failed him because he was on suicide watch and they did nothing 
to protect him, including giving him excess bed sheets. Somebody's in suicide watch and you're gonna give them excess bed sheets. Um, somebody has failed, right? Uh, and there were other things in that report, but I would like to see and hear of what independent agency will now be starting this investigation forthwith of this poor juvenile who has been sexually assaulted, raped by a prisoner, by another prisoner. Um, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable. So, um, you know, I don't know. But those are the two bits of um, uh, breaking news this morning that we have for you. Again, in case you're just tuning in, we're going to start to wrap things up here. But we've got Makiva Bush having been arrested for a decades-old sexual assault and um, a juvenile having been raped in her prisons uh, by another man. My God. Mm-mm-mm. Someone says, sick bastard, the court should be held accountable for putting juveniles with adults. Well, I don't know that that's the court. That's the penal system. That's prison. We've been talking about forever that we need a separate juvenile facility, and yet that has never happened. It's, there's no political willpower. There's no administrative willpower. There's nobody who is looking to build this facility. There's no funding for it. You know, we, we prioritize and um, fund everything else. Um, except once again, when it comes to, to protection um, of our children. Even, you know, no, nobody deserves this. Even a child who we don't know what the young man was in trouble for. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, I, I can't even, I can't even fathom. This is just horrific. Um, so Ms. Brenda says, what the hell was a minor doing there? I hope the family sues or draws off. Mm-mm-mm. Lord Jesus. I don't know. Stare the country for us because this is just absolutely ridiculous. Ay, ay, ay. I tell you. Wow. Um, so yep, yeah, those are um some of the news headlines. Tomorrow we'll be back at 7:30 in the morning, folks. And we'll have whatever available updates on these two stories. Please check your social media pages and website. Um uh, and um, lots of messages coming in in relation to this. Um, not so hot. It's actually a male on male situation. So he was in the prison. Mm-hmm. Someone said, oh, I hope it's not this particular guy because he's a real rapist. We have a lot in prison, unfortunately. Um, and they will definitely sexually assault people in prison with no, no qualms about it. They won't think twice about it. It's horrible. Um, this person says, where's the minister's association? Lord Jesus, you know, hold your breath for them to have anything to say on it. Um, they only be con- concerned about the LGBTQ aspect of it. Hmm. Hot mess. Um, anyway, folks, um, that's what I've got for you. Um, this person says, thank God for CMR. Otherwise, they would sweep it under the rug. Uh, Sue says, this has made me sick. It's just horrible. It should make us all sick. Miss Sue, and we have to demand justice for all victims, um, even those who were incarcerated. This is not something that should ever happen um, to a victim. This person says, how come they're not kicking up a storm about the numerous sexual assaults? Speak about the Minister's Association. I wish I had an answer to that. I do not know. So tomorrow morning, we'll have our um, show starting again at 7.30. We'll go to about 9.30-ish. 
Friday morning, no show because I'll be traveling back to my beautiful Cayman Islands. I'll be back early Friday morning, so no show. And we've got uh, lots of things um, that we will have on Monday's show for you without a doubt. So hopefully tomorrow I can give you some update on these stories. And then also we will tap into um, the issue of uh, these caregivers who've been reaching out and complaining. So I'm um, guards turning a blind eye, said Siobhan. Brenda says I'm nauseated now. Um, trust me, this is very, very disturbing news. And there's so many questions I have about how this happened, where it happened, how did he have access to juvenile? I mean, if anything, they need to have a separate juvenile wing. I, there's just too much. My brain is just, my brain actually hurts at the moment. Um, somebody else says that they have Eagle House for juveniles, but uh, that didn't make sense. Um, sorry, let me finish reading that comment. They have Eagle House for juveniles, but that, that didn't make sense because he was a joint. That was, wait a minute. Um, that didn't make sense because that was adjoined to HMP. Oh, Eagle House is physically next to it. Um, they're now saying they're concerned about the mental health, obviously, of the victim. Um, minister in charge of prisons getting paid for what? Lord Jesus. Um, so, yes. Um, okay. So I will, I will certainly um, try to update those uh, stories for you tomorrow. Very, very sad situation. Um, yeah, that's where we're at. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Thank you for the tons of phone calls. Hi, Cameron, how are you? Um, says the new governess has her hands full. Ciao. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we will put those up on the website as soon as we can get some additional details from the RCIPS. Uh, again, we hope the police were um, listening this morning and um, they were listening to your feedback and that definitely the new designated commissioner, Mr. Kurt Walton, will start to make some changes. Um, Mr. Goodlook says, thought it was the DJ that they got. How come they haven't found him yet? Which DJ was this? Um, I'm not sure which DJ that is. All right, folks, uh, please be safe out there on the roadways. Lots of reckless and careless driving. We received numerous complaints yesterday about trucks and cars and everybody driving recklessly. Um, I saw Ann Dean saying, well, why do you guys keep sending it to CMR? Um, you know, talk about, oh, they almost caused an accident. Wait till they cause an accident. I'm like, what? That doesn't make any sense. The reason why people are reporting them is because people are saying, hello, you almost caused an accident, you're JA of the day, we're gonna expose you, we're gonna call the police on you, blah, 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 um, you know, try to not cause an accident. Public shaming people into driving better on the roadways, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I didn't quite understand Andine's point about why you're reporting that there was almost an accident. <sighs> I don't, understand a lot of things in this world. But anyway, we'll keep the conversation going. I will see you beautiful folks um, tomorrow morning. Thank you for all of your, um, your feedback. And um, Damien says it's called being proactive. I mean, that's what I thought too. But hey, I'm no expert here. I'm just a little nut trying to, a little squirrel trying to get a nut.
Anyway, you guys be good and um, we will see you guys uh, tomorrow morning. Okay, take care until then. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cold Hard Truth on Bobo 89.1 FM. Cayman's number one talk show is live weekdays from 7.30 a.m. Never miss an episode again. Watch anytime on CMR's Facebook and YouTube channels for the latest show episodes. Don't forget to follow us online on our social media channels and visit CaymanMarlRoad.com for all the latest news and community happenings. 